PTSD. <laughs> Anxiety. Thank you. Crippling depression. I don't know the rest of the lyrics, but yeah. Hello and good morning. Hello and good morning. This is a we are recording this in the before the morning time. In the before time. In the in I was gonna say before like night. We usually record these at like ten. Yeah, you we yeah. It's ten a.m. I think the only other one we've recorded, we've recorded a handful of them in the morning. Yeah, a couple of them in the building too. What was the episode before? Because I remember we recorded, when we recorded two in a day, <laughs> we got there at, like, ten and didn't leave until, like, six. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was a, a fucking shit show. <laughs> so much happened. I was like, damn. Um, and then we recorded The Flying Dutchman was midday, right? Yeah, that, because we left that day. So we did it before we left. Yeah. I think it technically was, like, the afternoon, but it was still light outside, Yeah, so we'll count it. We'll count it. That's, I'm going to look now, because I'm curious. Ah! Oh, my God. I like opening Notion in front of people, because every single person gets, like, insanely interested. <laughs> oh, you know what it was? Was we recorded the episode... Hello. Y'all, it's a morning. Usually we've got our acts together. But we recorded um, episode 21 in the morning and then 20 at night. Yeah, we split it up because Aaron was on 20. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, a legend. She's not dead. I just miss her. <laughs> Just to clarify. Just to clarify, she is not dead. Oh, we have to address, we did lie. Oh, blatantly. There is no guest. We thought we were recording this one at night, <laughs> which we no longer are. <laughs> so, <laughs> it has thrown some things off. There is no guest. I mean, Adam might be in the background at some points, but that's always sprinkled in. <laughs> I don't think it counts. Just his nonsense. I don't like, know if you yeah. will. You might go to sleep on the couch downstairs. Honestly, pop off, I would. If I wasn't a podcast host, I would be sleeping right now. <laughs> I did call and wake you up. I shat, like, not shat, I sat bolt upright in bed. I was like, oh no, <laughs> they're here, they're here. And then I have to go to work tonight. Yeah. I think oh. we're going back to school today. I don't know. Like, from here? No, we're going back to home home and then maybe from home go to school mm. all these undisclosed locations <laughs> don't you take me to a secondary location home is 30 minutes away school is two hours away right no yeah unless it was yesterday in which it took four hours to get here oh because of the parade route no because there was some crazy there's a, a bridge coming from school <laughs> that there's no shoulder. We've talked about it on here before. I mentioned it. There's, like, nowhere to pull off. 
Uh-huh. You just go through the whole... It's over like a swamp. Yeah. So you just have to ride the bridge all the way through. And there's an accident on it. No. And if there's an accident on it, it just stops. And then slowly has to like file through around the accident before they get like... Yeah. Because they have to get tow trucks through. And they got one of the cars on a tow truck out, but they were still a car. So it was one lane at one point, And you just had to like merge all together and get through. But there was, it was already so backed up yeah. that that took forever. And then there was Baton Rouge traffic, mm-hmm. um, which there just always is somehow. I'm going to leave that clip in. We don't live <laughs> in Baton Rouge. Yeah, that's why I said it is. No, now I have to gauge because like every other week I get a message that's like, by the way, you didn't bleep out this location. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> I have to go through and do it. I appreciate the messages, though. I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. Just to clarify. It does help when we miss something. Oh, no, yeah. I was telling... I still don't know if I can say his name. I forgot to ask. Um, I have something to ask the Discord, too. Okay. you finish. The person who messages me pretty regularly is the one who I don't know if we can say his name because it is just his name. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> Message me and tell me if I can say your name on Discord. But he messaged me last night and was like, by the way, I was listening to this episode. Here's the timestamp. Um, you said a name of a park, like, nearby. I was like, uh, oh, shit, thank you. And he was like, sorry if I'm being annoying with this. And I was like, no, you don't understand. You're saving us I listened to these episodes kidnapped. one time. <laughs> I listened to them one time through. It's too long for me to do two or three. So, like, I miss shit. And yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes I don't even listen to them. That's not <laughs> true. I've only ever done that one time. <laughs> and I was really pissed off for some reason. I think I had a test or something, and I was like, I can't do this right now. And I just threw everything onto the multi-track, and I was like, we're just going to hope. <laughs> that was probably that episode. <laughs> yeah. I listened. It was. I listened to, like, the first bit and the last bit. So it was like, it's fine. It was fine. I haven't gotten a complaint yet, so. There we go. Okay, so what were you going to ask the Discord? Oh, what do we sound like to y'all? Like, what? accents we have oh. people from like minnesota and stuff on the discord we do we sound weird we have to right i don't know if you're listening to this and i sound weird i need to know i think that's so interesting yeah because we we have some sort of accent we say y'all yes does, we does, do. does the y'all bug some people i want to know this information i've only recently started saying y'all again because when i went to when i lived in massachusetts they put us in speech therapy for our accents. <laughs> it's just you all. Every, I know. Most of the other that places say you all. We just do it better. <laughs> we make it energy efficient and say y'all. It also is a contraction that just makes sense. Yeah. Like the fact that it doesn't exist is kind of bullshit. But like, so most, I say most, all of the South says y'all. <laughs> Literally, like from Florida to Texas. Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok that was talking about um, AAVE, right? It was talking about African-American vernacular English mm-hmm. and how people use that, like white people use that to sound black. And they put an example of a Cajun person. And it was a bunch of black people from Louisiana responding like, no, that's not a black scent. They're Cajun. Yeah. Like, I saw someone who and then it wasn't like, was like, that's not what Britney Spears sounds like because Britney Spears is from Kentwood. Yeah. You know, Mississippi. Kentwood is not real. (laughs) 
Yeah, and not everywhere in Louisiana has a Cajun accent. No. But, like, you not pick up on it because, one. yeah, there's a ton of different Cajun accents. And Creole. And- but, like, we have relatives that speak Cajun French. Mm-hmm. Like, we pick up on these words because and it is we are very much. <laughs> in my French class last semester, or two semesters ago, nope. In my French class, um, the the guy who taught our French class was easily one of the best professors I've ever had. But he was very passionate on the difference between um, like Cajun and Creole and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And he was really interested on like how French developed because you know most of the other places in the world speak French with like slang, yeah, like Haitian French. It's slightly different, but it's you can understand it. Creole French and Cajun French is like a completely different thing. Yeah. Like shit makes no fucking sense. Um, like you, if you already speak French, like yeah, you have an advantage, but you still have to learn how to speak Cajun French. Yeah. We really just take everything and make it better. Yeah. Complicated. No, yeah. We well, make I was talking about it the other day though. So like, convoluted. I love the architecture because it's literally just a hodgepodge no, yeah. of random stuff. And it looks so cool. Welcome to the South. We just do things better and act like it's on purpose. <laughs> we really just, our whole fucking city is haunted, but whatever. <laughs> How do we manage that? I don't know, but. No, literally, the whole thing. The whole thing. What else? What time is it? It's nine. We still have a few more minutes to speak before I have to cut it off. <laughs> Because we, we talk too much in the beginning. <laughs> Random iTunes review. Y'all, Thank you. leave us iTunes reviews. It's, it's so, so fun to read through them. But also, now we do have to bury the negative one. <laughs> it was exciting, but we do have to bury it. We still have like a 4.6 rating. Mm-hmm. Didn't pull us down too much. <laughs> pull us down 0.4. <laughs> How does one negative review pull us down 0.4? I've always said that. Why? <laughs> it's not weighted more. But like in school, you get one F and 30 A's and you have like a D. Yeah. It doesn't. Excuse the math me? ain't mathin'. <laughs> no, like that's not adding up. The math ain't mathin'. But Errol was telling me the other day that he gave us uh, five stars on Spotify because apparently well, Spotify will prompt you sometimes because you can't leave Spotify reviews yet. Oh, but, yeah. But I have seen the prompt. Thing. Yeah. But you can leave iTunes reviews, so do that. Go on iTunes and click our little picture and be like, do 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 do, love these bitches. <laughs> and don't say that. <laughs> nope, say that. You know, you know what? Say that. Do it. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm still not like truly awake. That's fun. I'm not a morning person. I like the morning. You don't sleep. Mmm but I like the morning, and that's what matters here. Okay. Oh, I don't wanna. I'm leaving that yawn in. Thank you. I hope the rest of y'all yawn. (laughs) Okay, should we start? We could jump in. I'm down to jump in. Hi. Welcome to my YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be talking about, I don't know. Okay. You don't know your story? Oh, no, I barely do, if we're being honest. <laughs> I almost did the other one by accident. Yeah, I, I like, hyped myself up for the other one, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, this is episode 40. 
Oh, yeah, we still don't say. Yeah. This is episode 40 of The Morbid, Morbid and the Mundane. mundane. <laughs> we add these in. We it's... just kind of jump in. Like, I mean, you should know where you are. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's episode 40. We're, we turned 40. Woo! Midlife crisis. I think I said the exact same thing about 30. Yeah. It's the same joke. <laughs> okay. It's all fine. Um, just for all of them, I'm going to be like, woo, midlife crisis. Every time we hit a 10. But then we hit 100. I'm still going to be like, woo. No, when we hit 60, I'm going to be like, retirement age. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. What did you got? I don't know. Okay. No, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. So, I have a ghost story today. Oh, this, that was what I wanted to say. So, this is the first 10, like 10, 20, 30, 40, where we're doing the same topics that we did for the first episode. Gotcha. Which seems a little convoluted, but, like, it made me happy. Yeah, that's fun. Which makes sense in the pattern, right? Because it was every, this is the fourth 10, but welcome to the podcast. Um... I'm doing a ghost story. That's exciting. It's a ghost story I've never heard of before I was looking up ghost stories, which was surprising to me because the name is cool. <laughs> I was like, why have I never clicked on one of these YouTube videos? Um, there is a documentary about it. It is, I don't know what state it's in. A state <laughs> in the country. And it is Are we haunted. sure it's in the States? Yes. Okay. Probably. <laughs> I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere. I think... Did I not write down the address? Well, it's a state. Do you have any guesses? <laughs> of the state? If anything. Um, ghost may be in the United States. There's a solid chance it's in the United States. <laughs> okay. It's- it is, it is. I wrote the address down somewhere. Continue. Continue guessing. Hmm. And you didn't know about it. Yeah. That's all I have, is that it's maybe in the United States. It's a ghost, and you didn't know about it. And I'm bad at ghosts, so mm-hmm. my ghost knowledge is not there. True. Um, Is it like a building, a place? Yes. It is? Okay. Hmm. And it's maybe in the United States. I'm getting you an address right now as you're talking about it. <laughs> it's in, yeah, it's in Indiana. Ooh, what's in Indiana? I was like, I know it's in one of the fake states. I just didn't know which one. <laughs> Someone in Indiana is going to be listening and be like, excuse me? At us. Leave us a negative <laughs> iTunes review. They don't think Indiana's real because it's not. I also, just full disclaimer, do not think Wisconsin is real. No. Michigan? No. Michigan's a little bit more real to me. What's not real is Utah. Missouri is barely real. <laughs> Thin ice. Oklahoma. I don't know why Oklahoma. I'm always like, no, but that one's here. I think it's shaped like a pan. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Is Oklahoma shaped like a pan? Yeah. No, yeah. I hope so. I'm not great at <laughs> that good old Louisiana education. <laughs> someone, 50th in the country. Someone was roasting someone about not knowing a state in like a TikTok comment. And they're like, bro, I live in Europe. I don't know the state. I live in Europe. But I was like, most of the people in the United States probably can't name all the states. Oh, no. Everyone I know is bad at naming all the states. Oh, yeah. And we are in Louisiana, so we're like 50th in education, but 
I'm bad at the states. When I was in computer science in junior high, I don't know what this man's fascination was with, like, testing us. Um, not even, like, normal tests. Like, feats of mental capacity. Like, this man was very interested in putting a bunch of children through the ringer. <laughs> and he used to have us speed run this game where we had to to match all the 50 states. Like, we had to... Like, it would, show, it would say Indiana, and we would have to click Indiana real fast. And his goal was to get us all below 30 seconds to click the entire United States. That's so funny. And we were like, bro, that's, like, less than a second per state. One kid did it, though. That's fun. My record was, like, 45. We played this game where you had the, like, you'd be giving, given a measurement and mm-hmm. have to click where it was on the ruler. So, like, an inch and three-eighths or something and be, like, good at... It was for engineering, so we had to be good at reading the rulers fast. We would... We went nuts for it. <laughs> we made, like, a, a, a high score thing mm. on the board. <laughs> there was a leaderboard. Yikes. We, like, went crazy. Anytime we finished our work early, we'd be, like, grinding out this game. Oh, my Trying to get the next God. score. Training. <laughs> It was bad. <laughs> it sounds like it. Oh, yeah. So we would also do that with, we'd get word searches every week. Oh. For our, our like vocab words in engineering. We were the most competitive. We would sprint to the front desk to like turn them in. When you finished, you were up and running. Oh, my God. Because it was a longer classroom, too. So we would, we did not take it lightly. It was very serious. A word search would be passed out. It was absolutely silent in the room until people finished. Turning everything into a competition is the answer. <laughs> yes. And like a competition. No, competition. we would kill people over the, the word searches. Crap. There was one time that one of the words wasn't on it. And we like all were sitting there like we can't find this word. And it was one of the only times we started talking during. It was like, can y'all find this? Because I cannot find this. I've been done for five minutes. Yikes. Which is a big time in the competition world, okay? And <laughs> in the competitive word search world. <laughs> and our uh, teacher was like, oh, yeah, that one's not on there. And all, like, five of us at the table shot up and started sprinting to be the first one to turn it in. No. That would have been the ultimate betrayal for me. <laughs> Y'all really left this word off? Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I don't know what ghost it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm changing the subject because I'm confused. I forgot we were doing a podcast. The Whisper Estates. No, but that sounds cool. No, yeah, that's what my thought was. Um, and it's in Indiana, so like not a real state. But the two, I only used two sources for this one, and it was because one of the sources was their website that was like full of stuff. It's always good when the websites have mm-hmm. the history. It was their website and then they also participated in a documentary called Timeline: The House with the Whispering Walls. And I watched that documentary like two or three times because they interview the whole staff. That's cool. No, yeah, it was super interesting. Um but so the name was obviously given to the house because it's haunted. Deeply haunted. Um, so, like, there were, the, the thing, the joke is that you can, the walls talk. That's cool. Which is why it's Whisper Estates. Um, like, there's, and there's so clear EVPs, videos. Like, their website is full of shit. It's so fun. I have to sneeze. 
It stopped. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Um. Oh, oh, I was like, what are you doing? I was just like, so we can keep an eye on the time. like you wanted to go into my recycling bin? <laughs> yeah, maybe I do. No, I was trying to make sure we watch yeah. the time. So the earliest records of the house come from 1884 from fire maps. Whoa, that's yeah. cool. Um, and then in 1889 is when our pseudo-main character buys it. His name is John. John Gibbons. <laughs> he buys it with his wife, Jesse Gibbons. Um, and John's a doctor. Good for John. Right? Yeah. So um there's a more there's mortgage paperwork on the house that se- uh, there's so mm, it's a house on the east side was John's practice. Okay. Yeah, so there was, like, a separate door you could enter, and it would be John's doctor's office. Like Uh, the the pharmacy. Yeah. Museum here. Very similar. You just live in your your practice. So, December 15th, 1910, Dr. John advertises his medical practice in the newspaper. His quote is, calls answered day or night, and then he gives his office, um... It's li- it literally says office and residence equals, and then it's the address of the house. The documentary also showed something that I thought was very fun, which was essentially a medical menu. Huh. Um, went in. Can I have a... No, literally. That's so, so funny. A single visit in town with medicine was $3. And then a visit at night was an additional 50%. So four fifty. <laughs> um, for visits out of town, the first mile was a dollar, plus fifty cents for each mile after. On top of the original three, there was a a category called women's diseases. <laughs> um, so delivery in natural labor was ten dollars. Oh, plus mileage if he had to go to you. <laughs> For delivery of twins, 50% was added. So $15. So $15. What a normal dog. That's so funny. Abortions were also $10. Interesting. Under the surgery section, (laughs) amputation of a leg was $50. (laughs) You're already taking my leg. What more could you want? Same for an arm. Fingers and toes were $10 each. Imagine walking in somewhere, it's like, I need this gone. <laughs> Ten bucks, and they cut off your finger. And then amputations at the thigh or the shoulder joint were 100. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. There was also a section for fractures, and there's a note at the bottom of that section that said if the fracture happened in a stone quarry or on a railway, um, there was an additional 50% added because of the force that caused the fracture. Oh. Which I just thought was interesting. But this man, it was a whole ass smorgasbord. Like, <laughs> you go into Subway and you choose your own adventure. And, like, <laughs> you did. Yeah, can I get a and leg amputation and also can you a, a deliver birth. my baby today? <laughs> birth of twins at 
but I'm in here, so don't charge me mileage. Do you know how much? I'll dispute it with the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> how much, like, a dollar would be now? Oh, no, I did not calculate inflation. Okay. But, because that's so interesting that, like, a, a normal visit is $3, and now it's, like, 30 with insurance. Oh, yeah. Just to see the doctor. Yeah. Just for them to tell you to get out, because it's your period. Yeah. No, that was a crazy thing that happened with COVID, because when me Adam had COVID, like, four months ago now, mm-hmm. um... We went to an urgent care and they were doing the test for free, you know, yeah. they wanted everyone to be tested. So like everywhere had to get the test for free. So we just went to the closest one, not checking if it like took insurance for a doctor's visit because mm-hmm. it wasn't a doctor's visit. It was a COVID test right. in our mind. But at the end, they the, there was a nurse taking care of us, but the doctor came in for literally like less than two minutes and was like, you have COVID, uh, you have to quarantine. I wish you the best of luck. Have a nice rest of your day. Um, and sent us out and they charged us a full doctor's visit for it Bullshit. without the help of insurance because we didn't check if our insurance was taken there so it was like a hundred and something dollars for her to be in there for two minutes to yeah. tell us you're positive the american insurance no it's bullshit it it was crazy because if just the nurse would have said yeah you're positive go home yeah it would have been free because they were giving the COVID test for free but then a bunch of them figure out that they can charge for a doctor's visit if they send the doctor in there to tell you which is crazy because it's not a doctor's That's visit. That's why medicine in America should not, it should not exist this way. It should not exist. We, if oh, if no, you were period. meant to die, you were meant to die. Anyway. No. That's so, not my motto. <laughs> putting that out there. According to their website, Dr. John and Jesse would take in orphans in the surrounding area. And I thought this was about to go south. Yeah. I was like, a doctor taking, taking in orphans. It doesn't go there, surprisingly. I fully expect that. That's it to. good. Good for you, John. <laughs> um, so one of these orphans is a little girl named Rachel. So the only really noteworthy thing about her is that apparently one night she starts a fire in the front parlor. And there's two different stories as to how it happened. In both versions, it's an accident. Okay. Um, so one version was that she was trying to look at her Christmas present. So she comes in and closes. It's like a pocket door. She closes the pocket door behind her and looks at the presents. But this is the 1800s. The tree had candles on it. That's crazy. And one of the candles catches the tree on fire and then her. Hey. Yeah. And then in a different version, um, she... Falls unconscious. So some in one version, she like sniffs at John's like it was like anesthesia essentially. I don't remember the name of the chemical, but like she falls unconscious and then catches on fire, which makes more sense because the pocket door, the way it was burned, it definitely wasn't closed. Uh. So it was like the seam of the door that was burned. Um, but she did catch on fire. There was a fire in the house she was badly burned and died two days later okay yeah it's deeply sad there was also reports that an infant named elizabeth died here she was 10 months old and her cause of death is unknown so two child deaths so dr john let's circle back to the good doctor was a doctor for 27 years 
Nice, nice, and John. Till he was forced to retire. Hmm. Less <laughs> <Was> nice. <laughs> so his wife had died in May of 1934 because she had pneumonia. And then three years, like, he starts going crazy pretty much immediately after. Um, so three oh. years after the death, there's an insanity inquest put against John. Saying an that insane he, doctor. Yeah, so that he, saying that he was a danger to himself and others. Because he, so, okay, so first, um, it was concluded pretty fast that, like, he wasn't insane. Like, he didn't need to be hospitalized. Um, reports did say that his license may have been revoked maybe a time or two, but was reinstated. Okay, so he was able to, like, yeah. get it back, test to get it back. Um, but he allegedly went senile towards the end. <laughs> no. So some accounts were, like, some. there were articles written and stuff saying that he was a good doctor. The majority of them were written by him. Saying that he was a good doctor and to trust him. Um, but there are secondhand accounts that say he was not a good doctor. <laughs> That's so funny. There was, um, there was a woman who, so she sold the house, because the documentary about this came out in January of 2021. So, like, recently. And the current owner, at the time the documentary came out, um, the woman... He bought the house from so a lot of hoops to jump through but um she said that when she was a kid she was always told to stay away from the bad doctor's house to the point where she'd be walking home from school and cross the street until she got past the house and then would cross the street again so funny no yeah um was he stealing kids so some of the reason some of the reports say he was a bad doctor was that he was taking liberties with female patients. Ah. Uh. And yeah. The insanity inquest said he'd lost feeling in one of his hands and that he'd also carry a gun around and threaten to shoot people. I don't know how those two things are related, but it was <laughs> in the same sentence. Like, yeah, he lost feeling in one of his hands and he'd threaten people with a gun. <laughs> Okay. Was it in the hand that couldn't feel things? Like, yeah, the hand felt no were emotion. Were we worried he was a little trigger happy? Like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. His, <laughs> his hand had no remorse. It was just the hand. Yeah, it wasn't feeling like physical. It was feeling like his hand wanted to kill people and wouldn't regret it. <laughs> it was <laughs> the, the sentence right after that also in the documentary was that he'd walk around in his pajamas. I don't know how any of these things are the same caliber. Hey, but that one, pop off, John. Be comfy. <laughs> Okay. But he was forced into retirement after the inquest and all of his medical equipment was confiscated. <laughs> um, but John also had a brother. Allegedly, his brother committed him to a psych ward at a point. It's Whoa. unclear as to when. Um, but So maybe he was yeah. a little crazy. Yeah. Okay. So... Regardless of whether he was a good doctor or not, he operated out of the house, and likely patients did die in the building. It's unclear as to when, we don't have records of it, but, like, it's more than likely that there were more than a few deaths, and it was- Yeah, even a yeah. good doctor for the time. 
the only other there was some sketchy stuff yeah in practice the only other people we know for sure died here was there was a man in the 60s who died in the bathroom upstairs and that a young boy did fall down the stairs at some point Hmm. but that's like all the deaths we know for sure so the two girls Mm -hmm. and the two boys yeah got it so from 2000 to 2004 the house was vacant no one bought it except ghosts except ghosts and then the previous owner the the lady who told about the, the crossing the street stuff she buys the house and then that's when the paranormal shit starts so it's like knocking on wood whispering in the ear footsteps all like the whole nine yards and it was because they were trying to renovate the house to sell it Ooh. And it was a lot of during the renovations was when shit started to go down. Nice. So there's, they've had a few psychics come in to try and identify what's going on. Um, supposedly there are four graves in the backyard. Oh. Psychics say that there's also a pit grave. So, like, you know, a mass grave. Is he, was he hiding bodies back there? Um, but she says, or one of the psychics said that there is a pit in the backyard full of organs, amputated limbs, and aborted fetuses. Oh. Yeah. So that's how he got rid of the stuff. <laughs> he buried it. He I mean, just that's... dug a hole and it was like $10 amputations no, and then say, threw them in a hole. It's like a lemonade stand, but it's <laughs> amputations. Just... Little bone saw action. That's why it was so cheap. He he, he wasn't discarding it properly. <laughs> uh, but he he wasn't paying for trash services. Yeah. Um. So there's also you you know how at the Stanley there's like a very famous portal like the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. There's kind of a similar situation here, but according to psychics, it runs like the entire length of the house. Oh. So I also don't fully understand where it is i i have two different understandings so when one it almost sounded like it was vertical like it goes from the attic to the basement as opposed to like horizontally interesting and then one psychic said that it was almost like a bubble like the vortex goes as far as the street oh so like it's not just a line up or down it's like a a field in which stuff right. can spawn and i i don't know if <laughs> i don't know which one is true i don't know if either of them are true and i just drastically misunderstood it but that was what i gathered was that it was a large area um but specifically the psychics said that because there's so it's two floors plus an, plus an attic and i believe a basement whoa basements are fake but, like, I'm pretty sure it's a basement. It never really, like, explicitly said it. But they turned the attic into, like, a bedroom. Okay. And it's one of the ones with, like, the, the slanted walls and all that stuff. So it's, like, it shouldn't be a room. I love those rooms and shows, though, when your bed's, like, yeah. in the slant. That's where the cool kid lives, in the attic bedroom. Like, everyone knows this. I mean, facts. It's either the attic bedroom or the basement. And yeah. the two different versions of the cool kid, are you depressed? Or are you, like, too big for this town? <laughs> um, but it's all determined on where your room is placed and shouldn't be placed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the attic is apparently the heart of the house. 
Okay. So, guests who have slept in this room say they have terrible nightmares. And some even say it sounds like something is trying to get into the room. Oh, I don't like that Which one. is a common trend in this house. Like, the doorknob will start jingling and, like, the door will move back and forth like someone's trying to shake it open. Awful. Yeah. Um, there's also something called Big Black. It's a shadow creature. That's cool. That lives in the house. Um, it's most commonly encountered in the doctor's chambers. So if you go into the doctor's office, you're more than likely going to see this thing. It has been seen in other parts of the house, but this is where it, like, lives. And psychics say that it's not of this world. Yo. Which I think is another ghost archetype that we should add to our list is, like, the shadow thing that exists in the worst part of the house. Yeah. Because there was one in the Sally house, too, Mm -hmm. where it's, like, if something really terrible happened here. You get a shadow thing. Right, like, it's not a ghost. But it's like the nightmare, the crawlies in Don't Starve. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always what I picture when someone says, like, it's not human but some sort of shadow creature yeah. i go straight to the the night crawl, night terrors whatever they're called and don't starve see my brain makes it like the rake oh but black shit that like climbs on the walls yeah i just like making myself scared though yeah that's fine i've just been playing a lot of don't starve recently as you should as you should as everyone should y'all play don't starve with us that would be so fun i want to play don't starve at me in the discord i'm trying to learn how to rush the bosses now <laughs> we could definitely rush the boss with like 10 people <laughs> yeah just sacrifice people to the gods do are there i forget are there healths proportional to the amount of people on the server health yeah but or is that a different game no i think the bosses always have the same amount of health okay i i can't remember because I, I think some stuff is scaled and don't starve yeah actually it could be the world is generated before you have players join yeah so it doesn't okay. matter so Regardless, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> at me in the Discord if you would like to play Don't Start With Us. And if you don't know what that game is, also at me because I, we will explain it I'll in great detail. I'll stream it through Discord. We have <laughs> I will strategies. sell it to you. I will be the salesperson for this game. No, literally. Let's play Don't Starve. <laughs> I'm so serious. So, this place really embraces the whole ghost thing. Um, their Their website is full of like... Like, there are literally tabs. There's a tab called EVPs, um, videos, Ooh. pictures. Um, I looked on the pictures. Dude, so many people get scratched. Whoa. Like, the three claw marks across your back or your side. Um, one woman had her, like, eye fucked up somehow. Guests will experience, like, tremors in the doctor's bathroom, specifically for some reason. Um guests have also seen beds and couches like visibly shake Ooh, yeah um other guests have reported the beds and couches shaking while they're sleeping on them like something woke them up that's bad in the same vein people who come to try to film stuff have also had their cameras re-aimed so like if they set their camera up and like move around the camera will move to Whoa. focus on a different part of the room or the lens will refocus on something. The ghost is like, no, I'll help with the shot. <laughs> the ghost is like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Y'all are focused on the wrong part of the room. Okay? I'm over here. 
um, young women specifically also hear Dr. Gibbons whisper to them or grope them. Oh. Yeah. But a lot of investors, investors. Yeah. Investigators. I'm trying to figure out how to make an investment banker's pun. (laughs) No, it's okay. Anyway. So, um, they've caught a few things, though. So, whoa. So, I I have not looked at this since I wrote it down. And it's like, whoa, that's interesting. Like, yeah, that's why you wrote it down. Um, But there was one trend where it's like, so multiple investigators will come, right? And they'll usually, you know, do the whole ghost hunter thing where they circle at various parts of the night. And there's this trend where no matter what time of night you go, no matter how many people are in your party, if you leave the servants' quarters, always, after the last person leaves, the door slams. (gasps) Yeah. Interesting. Rachel has been seen a lot running around the house. Uh, People, like, she'll giggle and, like, play with you. And people leave dolls in her room. And she will play with them and, like, move them and stuff. She does have a favorite. <laughs> like, people leave her presents. As far as the infant goes, people do hear baby crying and smelling, like, baby powder and stuff. Ooh. Other smells that are reported are cologne, aftershave, cigars, and tobacco, all presumably from Dr. Gibbons. People have also reported smelling something rotten. Comparing it to, like, meat or cabbage, which to me sounds like bodies. (laughs) I saw a TikTok the other day. (laughs) That's not a good segue, but it's a segue. (laughs) Um, Where it was these people, like, doing, you know, like, the the trend is, like, you do the dance, and then there's text on the screen. Yeah, the seven seconds right now. What happens when you eat human flesh? (laughs) And it was talking about all the bacteria that'll, like, kill you. That's so... And it was like, I love this. No, I've seen some funny ones where people are just, like, dancing in the background. They're like, my my dog just died. And they're, like, hitting the whip. Did you see that pot roast No, died? don't tell me about pot roast right now. Dude, I cried. I'm it was recovering. so sad. Anyway. Sorry to break that news to anyone who didn't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Dude, I a video of pot roast popped up on my For You page, like, yesterday morning. And all of the comments were like, this is not how I needed to find out. Because it wasn't the video of pot roast dead yeah it was the um it was just like a normal video of her talking with pot roast and half of the comments were like rest in peace pot roast and the other the other half was like this is not how i wanted to find out like yeah it's messed up uh jesse james team rocket that's the name guests who sleep in the room that she died in will hear labored breathing and coughing because she died of pneumonia. Ah. Um. Some reports say it feels like someone is sitting on their chest. Oh, no. Yeah. So the common sighting in this room is the doorknob thing. So, like, it happens in the attic, but it also happens here. It'll jiggle for a few seconds and then stop. And then jiggle for a few seconds and then stop. Someone, like, trying to get in. The closet door will also... So it's, like, the front... There's the bedroom door and then the closet door. And after the jiggling, the closet door will open. No. So the most times this has ever been repeated was five times in a row, where the guest kept getting up to close the closet door. 
and then it would jiggle and open again. Awful. Yeah. It's not even the door that's jiggling. No. Bad. Which is terrible. Like, what did that just let out of the closet? <laughs> anyway, the current general manager, as of January 2021, said she had experiences in Dr. John's room of being scratched on the back of her neck. She'd also call, heard her name called in the middle of the night and seen the chandelier move as if someone hit it. Oh, like it's not just swaying. Yeah, no, it went from like stock still to like. Whoa. Yeah. The current owner, um, September 26, 2011, the whole house shook. And then there were footsteps above him, like right where he was sitting. Um, and behind him, he started hearing things get, like, knocked over and stuff. The weirdest part was that he said he heard things that weren't in the house. Like, he was hearing medical equipment. Oh. Yeah. And he said he heard footsteps that sounded like they were approaching him. Gross. Which, could you imagine? Hold hearing on. something getting close to you, but not being able to see it? I'd kill myself. <laughs> Tap out right there. One volunteer talked about an experience where he saw an ominous black shadow move towards him. He said that all of the lights were on in the room, but it started to get darker, as if something was, like, obstructing the view of the light. What? Um, and he said that as it got closer, all of the sound dropped out of the room, and his hair all stood up on end. It rushed towards him, and it was so loud that you could hear a gust of wind. demons yeah i don't even know how to break on down one staff member said it felt like she was being suffocated in her sleep so she was like full-on disassociating like she could see her body as if she was outside of it and just like watched herself start to suffocate um she was watching a blanket stretch over her face oh that's awful and her friend actually like yelled out for her which was what woke her up and, like, put her back in her body? She was yeah. dying? Yeah. Out of body experience? There was a radio show that did a live show out of the Whisper Estates. Um, as they were recording, one of the hosts saw a little girl in the dining room chair in, like, the room adjacent to where they were recording um, in a white dress with dark hair, and she was kicking her legs back and forth. He takes a picture as she disappears and you can faintly like see the outline whoa mm-hmm. um one so all of these stories like hit very similar notes and then this one manager just like comes out of nowhere and is like yeah i see shit that has goat faces yo um <laughs> that sounds like your own problem and if that you're she the only sees one. quote slithering things ma'am you're haunted yeah that was like that sounds like you've got some demonic shit going attached to you if nobody else has seen that and it's just you she also heard scratches and growls one group of investigators had a dog with them um there's a video of this where they're trying to get the dog into a room on the second floor and it will not go in it is like resisting because it's like a ghost dog which I didn't know was a thing, but it's like a... I can train a dog to sniff out ghosts? No, literally. Like, that, they take the dog with them on investigations. 
but the dog was like super fucking scared that's like, would not go into this it's when dogs are like barking at stuff that's not there mm-hmm. or like won't go in somewhere or barking at a wall i'm like <laughs> fully i believe the dogs what was it wasn't it um it wasn't sam's dog it was Corey's dog right yeah in the in, their big house when yeah. they all lived in the same house just wouldn't stop barking at the wall and it was sam's room too right yeah after the midnight man stuff because sam wasn't there and they kept calling like the dog won't stop barking at your wall and he was like oops i summoned a demon and then left <laughs> um allegedly though there is a, a monster or like a force on the second floor that has been known to attack people it's unclear as if this is the same shadow figure. I was going to ask if it's the shadow creature thing. It's unclear as to if it's the same thing or a different thing, but it was compared to the rake oh. in the documentary. There was one girl who like drew a picture of what she saw, and that's what it looked like. Interesting. Hated it. One woman was walking down the stairs with her niece in front of her and was thrown over the banister over her niece um yeah the niece did it she's like judo flip her (laughs) her aunt in rachel's bedroom uh doors have opened one guest saw a full-bodied apparition of rachel walking towards him people also do table tipping sessions which i didn't know was a thing do you know what that is it's okay so it's like they take a table and they put it in front of them. They all put their like the tips of their fingers on the edge, mm-hmm. and it moves around. Like oh. the table tips. That's cool. I've never seen that. I remember playing a game in school where everyone put their fingers on the desk, and the pencil would like move. Mm-hmm. You would look. The pencil would like answer questions. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's those vibes, and it's another thing where it it's using your subconscious and all that. But yeah. There's a video of some of these table tippings in the documentary, and it's kind of insane. That's cool. I um, want to see that. The second floor also has child activity. Like, it'll feel like a kid is hugging your leg or your side. Um, there will be laughter, fast-paced footsteps as if they're running down the hallway, which is the least threatening thing in this house. <laughs> um, there's one investigator, or uh, one video that an investigator filmed um the room is pitch black but you hear the investigator ask are there good versions of what you are as an entity and then the bed lifts up and slams back down and everybody starts screaming (laughs) because that was a no are we sure are we sure that could have been bed might mean yes no Mm, i think we have to keep an open mind no (laughs) Um, the same psychics that came in to talk to Rachel, because that, that was how they figured out, like, there were two versions of Rachel's story, are the same one that say the attic's the heart of the house. Orbs appear on video, like, moving through walls and through people. Um, around 3 a.m. in this room, one investigator was pushed by some anonymous figure, and then their camera drained of all of the battery. Ghost. Yeah, it sounded like chaos like they they said that like doors were slamming i love the like ghost the house... adventures episode where everything happens at once yeah and it's just like pure chaos and fear as they like run around the room being like what's going on <laughs> grown men screaming <laughs> that's ghost. the name of this episode 
Um, but the quote was that it felt like the house was trying to push them out. Ugh. Like Monster House. I love that movie. Traumatized me as a kid. Um, there's also videos on the website. So one is called Gary's Closet. It shows a closet opening on it on its own. The caption explains that the camera was hidden under a pillow. <laughs> and then it catches like this heavy ass door opening by itself. There's another one called Flying Jack. And it was um a camera that was another hidden camera. And there were multiple people in the room, but a jack, like like a literal jack. Like the toy. Okay, I was going to say, car jack or the, the pickup jacks? No, like pickup jacks. Um, Went from the top of the dresser and hit a girl. <laughs> and she starts screaming. Like <laughs> That's so funny. Because um, they were in the middle of trying to, like, talk to something. And then it hit her. <laughs> and then they did throws a toy at her. There's also EVPs on the website. The one that freaked me out the most was a woman clearly saying, what is he doing to my baby? Oh. <gasps> oh yeah that's disgusting there's another one of just a man talking and you can hear a little girl laughing in the background like (laughs) clear as day um there's also another tab specifically for disembodied voices don't know what the difference is um but there's a little there's a video of a little girl saying let's play and then later after the group gets themselves together um she is also heard saying it's me and then the last disembodied voice that I'll bring up was uh, from the documentary where a male voice said, break his knees. Oh, no. Yeah, that's all I have for you. That's a lot of crazy things. Though. No, yeah. Like, the ghost really came in clutch with this one. That I was going to bring up. I have, like, such a weird, conflicted... When things, like, embrace the hauntedness of mm-hmm. it, I have a hard time. Like, I, I, not that I wouldn't believe something that happened, but, like, I watch the videos on the websites and stuff, and it's like, I don't know if I can trust this because I'm not there. I don't yeah. know how this was made, especially if it's just audio. You're like, you don't know where this was filmed right. or, like, who was messing with it. Right. Um, And it's also hard to believe stuff that happens there. Yeah. Like, if they have stuff set up to make it smell like something or if they have like you know you don't know what they can rig up in these places or who's in the house with you knocking on the walls every now and then like it's it's hard to believe when they are like trying to sell you a scary experience it's almost a haunted house at that point yeah that's what i'm saying like it they they want you to have an experience they want you to talk about it they want if nobody got anything you know, they couldn't sell it as a haunted house. Right. But if a bunch of people get stuff, you can really sell it as a haunted house. So I have like a tough time because I want to believe it. But I'm also right. like, I don't know what is just played up or, or what. I feel like now is a good time to bring up that uh, you can rent the house, the whole house for $200 a night. And no, bring you can up to 20 or to 10 people with you. 10 people. So that's $20 a person. For uh, the whole house, very affordable. That's insane. for the entire house. Yeah, so we should go. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, it's not that I wouldn't believe stuff that happened either. I just would have a tougher. It it'd have to be like, because with the rentings of the house, they give you the keys. Oh, so you're like in there by yourself. Yeah, that helps. There was also guides on the on the website that was like what what to do if you need to leave the house in the middle of the night. Like, 
but it was it wasn't even like ghost stuff it was like am i allowed to leave to go to the store or get food and they were like yeah just lock the door behind you and if for some reason you don't have a key or whatever then call the owner let them know like they just leave they give you the keys and then they leave that's so fun i would like to rent it oh big yawn it's like we were talking about with the the sam and colby where they went and just got the keys to the church yeah you can just rent the church for a night yep and they use the money to upkeep the buildings which is honestly, I want to do that. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. I would love to buy a haunted and house. That's less so of like the, they're not selling it as like sleep in a haunted church. They're saying sleep in an old church. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, this is 600 years old. You could sleep in it still. And then Sam leaves in the middle of the night and gets yelled at by his friends. <laughs> yeah. They were pissed. Yeah, because he just left. My favorite was when Jake woke up though and hit Corey. <laughs> yeah. Get up. <laughs> I love Jake. But yeah, that was the Whisper Estates in Indiana. That's really fun. Isn't it? I want a road trip to that. Let's do it. I would love to. It's all I want to do. Road trip? YouTube. Yep. Twitch, maybe. A little bit of Twitch in there. You want to live stream ghost hunts? That might be fun. I mean, I clip would think that. it's clip fun. Clip that. <laughs> that <laughs> a ghost guys clip that i think a ghost ghost talk a ghost we need to replay that someone clip it for me the the chat is going insane because they see something that we don't yeah that's what i want live seance on twitch like with the the thing in the biltmore with jake <laughs> you, imagine just scrolling through the the just chatting section of twitch and you see live ghost seance we're summoning demons beelzebub <laughs> i would click that Beezlebub. i would watch that on twitch beelzebub beelzebub would you like to see us live hunt for ghosts? Tell us in the Discord. Thanks. <laughs> Are you ready for an intermission? I am. You want to say it? And intermission. Bum, bum, bum. And we're back. This is my favorite part of the podcast because I just get to sit and be entertained. That's fun. I don't have to do any of the work. I just get to sit here. I didn't write any hints and down listen. for you. Oh, no. It's always worse when I have to brainstorm the hints on the spot. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're just jumping right in. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have chit-chat in here. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. We're um, jumping right in because I have work in an hour. Yeah, mine's a little long. Um... Okay, what's some what's some hints that don't give it away? It's a weird true crime. It's a true crime, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um, like the first episode, you know, you had ghosts. I had the Amato case. Um, but no, this one's weird. It has some fantasy elements. I'll say what? Um, it is definitely a true crime. Like it's not weird in that sense. It's crime. Okay. It's you pretty <laughs> murder. Um, but there is also some sort of like cultish aspect to it cult fantasy ish i don't know if you'll know this (laughs) i don't think this will help it happens in kentucky are you kentucky is also not real yeah happens in kentucky florida and new orleans oh actually is it the kkk no (laughs) because that's what it sounded like no 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 
No. It's not the KKK. I'm not going to sit here and talk about the KKK for an hour. Um, cold. Cold. I don't know. Okay, so today I'm telling you about Roderick Farrell. Yep. And he took, like, fantasy role-playing a little too far. LARPing? <laughs> no, no. Um... We'll get into it, but it, it's um, it's like a Dungeons and Dragons game that he gets a little bit too into. It's not Dungeons and Dragons, but very similar concept. LARPing? <laughs> LARPing stands for live action role play. Yeah, and he he definitely yeah. <laughs> LARPing. We'll break it down. This man was LARPing, and it turned. This is a true crime podcast. Yep, and this. Why is, is he on it? <laughs> you'll see it what gets he... so rough <laughs> no we'll get to it do? it gets a little gory at one point i will put a disclaimer right before so Bless. if anyone needs to skip i hate this already <laughs> so roderick was born march 28th 1980 in murray kentucky fake aries i did it for Ew. you is an aries Air- um, why is it always aries men <laughs> they, yeah Literally, the now that I'm like looking it up, I half the time say Aries. It's it's all either the time. Aries or Taurus, almost always. That's so interesting. We've had a handful of Gemini's, a handful of Libras, two Virgos, one Virgo, one Virgo. The other Virgo was a victim. Oh, but Jennifer Pan was our only Virgo. We've had one Pisces total. So weird. So weird. Statistically, they're Aries. <laughs> or Taurus. Yeah, that's a safe guess, are those two. Okay, so Rod's mom, I'm gonna call, his name is Roderick. I call him Rod for like the rest of this. Okay. Um, it's just easier. And a lot of, that was like a pretty common nickname for him. Most people refer to him as Rod. Um, so, okay, same Rod, person. Rod, Rod. His mom, her name was Sandra, had him at the age of 17. Okay. With his father, his name was Rick, also 17 at the point, I believe. Rick and Sandra. Um, I, yeah, I think it's funny that Rick named his kid Roderick. <laughs> now you... Okay. <laughs> it's just self-obsessed. Um, so they were very young parents, probably a little lost on the being a parent thing. and Because they're young kids themselves, 17. Yeah, kids raising kids. Um, And so they they didn't know what to do with themselves, I think, as part of this. They they get married nine days after Rod is born. Okay. But their divorce, like, legit not even a month later. Nice. It lasts weeks. So it was very much like nice. getting married for family reasons or, like, to look nice. together for the child. But they, it was it did not work out. Those are my favorite stories. <laughs> not a month in. And they were like, yeah, this is, we're done. Every time you get married after a month, you know it's about to be a good story. <laughs> After this, Rick leaves, joins the military, and doesn't come back. Bless, he went out for milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rick. This is the last we hear of Rick. He is not a lasting character. <laughs> so Sandra is now a 17-year-old single mom raising Aww. Rod. Um, she's a little lost because she, she needs money, but she can't work and raise the kid at the same time. Right. Can't afford daycare or babysitter because she needs to work and oh, can't. No. Where does she um, put this kid? So she decides to move back in with her parents oh, okay. to get some help with the whole situation. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, they lived in, they also lived in Murray, I believe, like, further into the city, mm-hmm. like, more in, um, but same area. Wasn't a far move, but it was a move. Um, 
And it's also not that big of a city. I didn't write down the number, but it's Kentucky. So it's a big city for Kentucky. <laughs> big city for Kentucky. Um, oh, also, I watched Bailey Sarian's video. I got a lot of stuff from there. Her video was excellent, like a ton of information. I also used Wikipedia and a bunch of other articles, but all of it was in Bailey's video. Yeah. She's very thorough. So, um, but yeah, I would re- get other sources and I would see like what she was talking about. No. I always love when that happens when you can like you find can the source that, that they, they were used. reading. Yeah, those are always so fun. Um, so as soon as Sudra becomes old enough, she eighteen, she becomes an exotic dancer to bring in some okay. more money. She was also a sex worker. Um, she worked very often, almost every night. So she was gone a lot of the times, or like resting in between shifts. Just very busy trying to, like, provide for her son. Get your bags. Um, so Rod was left alone with his grandparents a lot. And they sadly weren't the best. Um, there's a little disclaimer here. Something happening with the child. <laughs> Skip ahead. Oh, no. When Rod was five, they went on a fishing trip with his grandpa and his friends. I say they. It was just Rod and the friends. Um, and there was allegedly some sort of sexual harassment that took place involving the kid. Not going to go any further, but it wasn't... Grandpa? Yeah. Okay. Grandpa did something to Rod and the friends. So it was like a group thing. Not good at all. Um, Sadly, this was in character for Grandpa because Sandra and her sister had both been harassed growing up. Um, She she knew her, her dad was not a great dude. But, like, had nowhere to turn. I hate Needed men. to work. Um, she does, she finds out about the fishing trip, and she does stand up, you know, for, for, for Rod. It's, yeah, she, they, they, they get into some sort of fight. And we don't know much about this confrontation, but Rod recalls it as extremely scary and just as traumatizing as, like, the... The, the actual experience. Yeah, so it's simply... So sad for him. It was not a pleasant conversation. There was probably a lot of arguing, yelling, maybe even throwing stuff. We don't know, but it, yeah. it was a very violent affair. It was affair. a lot for a kid. Yeah. Um, and sadly, they, I don't think it brought about much change. There was no other, like specific event of harassment but it didn't seem to like the dad just didn't really care but respect her for trying to stand up bless um she's doing her best as a mom yeah and she was trying to get him out of the awful environment um so but this leads to them kind of moving around a lot Mm -hmm. couch hopping public housing they are in with the parents a bunch of times moving in and out um, and they, they bounce around with no clear end goal, um, which is another thing. It's very rough on a young child. Moving in itself yeah. is, is like trauma to a kid um, or to anyone. If you're having to move no, around yeah. a lot, that's just hard. Um, they move to different cities, even different states at some points, just Damn. trying to like find somewhere to be. Um, Sandra eventually meets a new man at some point and they wind up getting married or wanting to get married um but they it's kind of unclear at what when these things happen because they do get married for a little while but some of this happens right before some of this happens right after okay so it's just right around the same time um in the the, same bubble yeah just meeting this guy wanting to get married getting married this is all happening in like woven in between all that 
um this new guy starts talking about how much he doesn't want rod no because it wasn't his kid that's fucked up and starts begging sandra to leave him and they're planning on moving to michigan another fake state and the the new guy wants rod to stay with the grandparents oh my god who were the problem so before they move rod does have to stay with the grandparents for a bit i believe it was like to get stuff situated or like going out or getting stuff ready to move but when the couple is leaving the the new husband pulls rod aside and and says they're never coming back oh my god like just tries to drop that on him even though i think the plan was to come back and get him yeah the dad is like we're not actually coming back i'm not letting her come back you're you're being here Whatever That's order so that happens in, Sandra gets super telling, mad. Imagine telling a that woman, I do not want your child and I'm leaving him here. Yeah, you won't. I'm not letting you come back to get him. Then I guess we are not getting married, son. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, she divorces him. Good. Um, and says that that was uncalled for. That's so Even if they didn't come back, you didn't have to tell the kid that. But that's also just so beyond fucked up. Yeah, to say that, even if they were to running away. It. To pull him aside like, and be like, we're leaving you here. Awful. But yeah, she stays with Rod. She does not leave him. And she divorces the guy. Good for mom. Pretty, like, right after that. Good for mom. So, but now, both her and Rod are back living with the grandparents. Not good. Sandra, at this point, is just exhausted. She's lived through so much. Just keeps, like, grasping at straws, working her butt off, Mm -hmm. but still stuck in this, like, toxic place. Always winds up back with her not-so-great parents. Um, And she just needs something to help forget about these struggles. And I know it sounds like I'm about to tell you she turns to drinking or drugs, but she actually turns to tabletop role-playing games. Okay, that was the twist I did not see coming. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were about to tell me she starts doing crack. No, I thought like, the same thing. <laughs> she starts role-playing. <laughs> she, okay. I, she falls in love with it. I respect it specifically with a game called vampire the masquerade oh my god she's fucking playing vampire masquerade (laughs) yeah oh my fucking god oh my fucking god i was gonna buy that game really yeah that's so exciting it's like a it's one of the other yeah it's very popular game yeah it's like second only to dungeons and dragons yeah a very serious game to be dude i thought you were about to tell me she was gonna play something like super fucking niche yeah but this game this story is very tied with the game so i didn't want to say the game as a hint no yeah i didn't know if you would know it or not i can buy that game like right now i'll play it it's so i've like looked into it why because they were talking about it so i had to like look up basic mechanics yeah to understand the game because there's like I, I don't know much about it, but yeah, I was going to buy it because like somebody I love- talked about it on a and d podcast and they were like, the mechanics are super cool. Like there's different versions oh, of yeah. vampires. And there's stuff. different like clans of the yeah. vampires and you get different powers depending on what clan you're in and you get to like create this character and develop your powers by doing these quests. It's really cool sounding. I liked how Bailey explained it. Her quote is that, quote, it's basically like Dungeons and Dragons, but with vampires instead of Dungeons or Dragons. So, <laughs> there and you go. And if it is the box. <laughs> if, if it is the box. Um, so, this game was very, like, big for the vampire scene. Not, mm-hmm. It was a very popular role-playing game, but it was, like, it's very, it, like, brings about this renaissance of vampire literature and stuff because it's turning away from like vampire hunting yeah vampire always monster 
Instead, you play as vampires. Vampire always <laughs> monster. You you aren't hunting a creature. You are a vampire. You get to like do this romanticized. Yeah. These quests. You get to have these powers. You get to like make relationships with other vampires. So it kind of sheds a new light on vampires. So it brings about this huge wave of like vampire obsessed novels. I love it. And like other uh, the game role playing. It just. People start really obsessing over vampires at this point. Um, so this is also the early 90s, I forgot to say. It was less horror-centered and more focused on being a dope, powerful, mystic creature. Being uh, a fucking vamp, bro. Uh, and this, like, it worked in its favor because the horror scene, especially, like, in, like, vampire hunting games or monster mm-hmm. hunting games were not doing well at this point horror was like struggling with this yeah. having to like turn from always hunting these monsters that was getting like cliche at this point yeah so it's one of these things that kind of like shifts the light of a horror centered thing so it, it's a it's almost like a turning point yeah. in the horror aspect of role-playing but also just like literature and movies in general yeah. so it's a big game a it's also still genre still very popular game people yeah. were talking about it in some of the comments of stuff i was watching mm-hmm. um a lot of people would be like yeah i play this game all the time yeah and i learned some of the cool mechanics and like people pointing stuff like similarities or like stuff later that they're like he totally just ripped that from the game that- which was cool to read <laughs> I keep forgetting this is a true crime this podcast. This is a true crime podcast. I would love to just talk about Vampire Masquerade <laughs> for an hour. So, apparently the game is also pretty easy to get into. Uh, the, the learning the curve isn't too... are apparently, like, stupid easy. Yeah, that's what it was saying. So, she teaches Rod to play pretty much as soon as she starts playing. Uh, and they both really enjoy it. They're obsessed. Um, I thought it was also really cool that they turned to board games because they were in such an easy situation to turn. To turn to drugs. Yeah. Um, and they, but it also, they, they turned to a board game where they're the powerful creature in control. Yeah. It definitely, like. It's, it's still escapism. It's just a different kind. Yeah. But, like, like I'm saying, there's some psychology in there. It's not they were crap. An, <laughs> they were an all-powerful being. You know, they were in control of where they went. And they couldn't be in real life. Like, just, the, like. It is escapism, but it's very interesting to see, like, how crazy into this game they got because of that. Um, So, but yeah, Rod gets super into these vampires. So he kind of jumps on the whole vampire train. He's reading the books. He's learning all about these guys outside of the game. He's in love with all of it. Um, Does he read Twilight? Was Twilight out in the 90s? (laughs) When did Twilight come out? I'm sure he would be into Twilight. Because I'm trying to think about, like, other, like, Interview with a Vampire was a cult classic. Mm-hmm. He like, read all the, like, the, I, I don't know if I wrote the author's name down, but it was... Anne Rice? Yeah, he did read Anne Rice. I That's know that. That's Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. yeah. And then... She just died. But there was another author, but I don't think I wrote the authors down, which sucks because now I could talk about the books, but... <laughs> he reads all, any vampire stuff coming out at the time. Twilight. He's into it. He is... Headcanon. He... He is the vampire, like, just obsessed kid that we all know. It's Edward. Um, <laughs> Sandra's also super in the game, so she's chill with him, like, getting all these books and learning more about them. Is super, like, is interested. So, like, Does he watch the fucking Vampire Diaries? <laughs> they chit-chat about it all the time. I'm sure. Vampire I'm sure. Diaries. True Blood. So, he gets really into it, though. And at some point, he starts telling everyone that he is 
No. A 500-year-old vampire nope. named Visago. Visago? <laughs> and this was Trovago? <laughs> this was his... <laughs> Hotel Visago? This was his character in the game, and he just takes on the identity. That's the name of this episode, is Hotel <laughs> Visago. Um, he's really, really into to the game and his character, and he just stops role-playing at some point and just downloads a new personality. He just oh, no. is the vampire. <laughs> the sentence, he just downloads a new personality, was a little much Have you me. ever seen that meme where it's the, like, fish from Spongebob, but he's, like drawn it's like halfway through an animation so it's like three different no turning animations and it just looks like someone losing their mind is what it looks like and it's like me in the theater downloading my new personality <laughs> from my favorite character in the movie that's him he just is he just downloads his game personality i he, mean pop off it's his vampire persona we he just to becomes be stuck characters for years no it's yeah that's what he's doing i can't be mad at him <laughs> but also like you're no those kids always freaked me out more than anybody else the ones who were like no yes i am 500 years old or yes no. i am a dog he like, can are you okay he's fully into it he fully like i am actually 500 years old i am a vampire but that's also an interesting discussion of like the the lines between fiction and reality yeah it's like there's a difference between pretending to be a character and identifying with a character and then fully believing that you are them yeah like that's that's when shit starts getting a little dangerous yeah it does glad we agree (laughs) spoiler alert spoiler it gets dangerous uh but yeah with his new identity he changes up his fashion and his style oh my god tell me he dresses like an 18th century steampunk vampire (laughs) no he just dresses like an edgy kid oh no (laughs) um even as he's getting older like into high school and stuff he takes his vampire stuff all the way is he wearing a trench coat yes does he have a mon wait he is he has a trench coat on (laughs) does he wear a monocle no. Does he wear those boots with the curly toes? Does he have a cane? I just somehow, like, st- I do this thing all the time on my phone somehow where it just scrolls to the top again. So I gotta find my spot. But yes, he is in all black trench coat, edgy clothes. Um, He... In Kentucky? He had very long, dark hair. It's, like, past his shoulders length. That's a commitment in black Kentucky. Black hair. Um, all black. Rocked some trench coats, I guess. Uh, he, like, I don't know, just imagine those goth vampire kid you can think of. Has the upside-down cross the necklaces. In Kentucky? In Kentucky. He owns the goth scene at his school. Like, it is just... I'm simultaneously proud of him and also deeply concerned. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not the response I want. He even redid his bedroom to match the vibes. No. And it sounds like fun, but it also is kind of creepy um it's very delusional and strange don't get me wrong like you said we role played we pretended to be characters this is very much i am a vampire redoing your room um, i am a vampire <laughs> he's he, like funny. yeah funny. i don't want to like that's what i'm trying to say i don't want to glamorize what he's doing we did similar stuff yeah people cosplay people role play this is not cosplaying and role playing he fully believes he's a vampire. Yeah, this is delusion. Um, so, just putting that out there. We're laughing because we did similar stuff to, like, pretend to be characters. I'm deeply uncomfortable. This is, he's delusional. Um, 
And, and we're also going. using that word correctly for once. <laughs> like, it's not us just being dramatic. Like, oh my god, he's delusional. No, like, literally. <laughs> he thinks he's a vampire. Like, that's delusion. <laughs> um. Yeah, my next sentence I wrote down, I was like, I'm all for expressing your vibes. Like, go off. Goth is so cool. But he was falling into some pretty hard delusions. Yeah. He wasn't his... He wasn't redoing the bedroom to have a cool bedroom. He was making, like, shrines and stuff. Did he have a coffin? No. Damn it. I really wanted him to. Did he sleep upside down? Yes. Wait, really? <laughs> he had to look on his what? ceiling. No. <laughs> he wouldn't sleep upside down, but he would hang upside down. Um, How? He, like, had hooks in his ceiling and could somehow, like, he would, like stick his shoes on it or something. But yeah, there's pictures of it. That was not the thing I expected you to say yes to. That he had pi- there's pictures. He he hung upside down in his room. Um, there's also upside down cross imagery everywhere, satanic rooms, runes and stuff cuz it matched the vibes. Um, but he also started amassing a collection of books about stuff like war, plagues, nope. vampires, necrophiliacs, oh. murders, supernatural. And I'll kind of just took this in. How do you find a book about necrophilia? <laughs> I'm sure there's something. No, yeah. It said sure. necrophilia acts. I don't know if it was like a... Oh, like a, a study? Yeah. Okay. It's like if it was about a specific person or a group of people or something. Because I was supposed to say, how do you just casually go to the library and it's like, I want to read about necrophilia, Barbara. Can you help me find a book about <laughs> it? No. Get out. <laughs> I will not be helping you find that. I'm not helping you find a book a wiki how article on how to fuck a dead body yes but he's just like taking not only with his vampire stuff is he taking it in he's taking in some pretty violent like oh no murder necrophiliacs he's he's just reading all of that at the same time and kind of he's not a necrophilia okay he isn't no i want to put i wasn't gonna like wait that's almost worse in a way because it's like how do you read about it why are you reading about it? He is obsessed with death is the thing. No, and yeah, you're, you're, you're having sexual relations with a dead thing. <sighs> He's obsessed with the idea of death and being a dead vampire. I mean, I guess he is just edgy. <laughs> yeah, like... there's also, yeah, at some point. Um, also, he had some broken glass swept into a corner. What? <laughs> and I was super confused Bailey was also super confused, didn't have an explanation for it. Probably some ritual thing. But then I went to the comments on the YouTube video and there was a a big section talking about like stuff from the game. And someone was talking about that one of the clan symbol is like broken glass or broken mirrors. They leave broken glass or broken mirrors behind. And this clan in the game is not only an outcast because they're a vampire, they're outcasts to the outcasted vampires. These are like the crazy vampires, oh. the very like strange and weird and dark the vampires. Fusa. Yeah, they're, like, they're the Madagascar Fusa. They're, they're the Fusa. They are like the most dangerous, the most like volatile vampires. But their their symbol is like broken glass and stuff. So you think he was emulating that? Someone, yeah, a lot of people like in the he identified were talking with about, it. Was identifying with these like outcast, outcast. I'm never gonna be able to play this game <laughs> yeah. without thinking about Roderick and um i also need you to know that I, this whole time i've been picturing roderick from diary but when me kid okay i saw pictures of him I mean, and i'm still was like no and his name was roderick and i was like say less like yeah. i got it him in a trench coat put that picture in the google drive <laughs> it's just, just it's roderick. just screen grabs from diary <laughs> i find like the most like you can make it look like his <laughs> like, no, 
Oh my gosh. Continue, continue. Um, but yeah, there was also other comments talking about like how in we've talked about it before, where in rituals you'll break stuff after. Yeah. So stuff can't be connected. So some people were also talking about that it might just be he would he read a lot of books about rituals, um, right. whether vampiric or satanic. He he was into that kind of stuff, so might it could have been, been emulating. It, he yeah. might have been trying to do some sort of spell, or just trying to make it look like he did some sort of ritual, um, because he's an emo lord. Yeah, so it could have been either of those things. But I thought it was really interesting that the game had some sort of tie to it. Don't like that. But yeah, so on the surface, it looks like a very edgy room, <laughs> but details show that it was very serious. He could hang from his ceiling, and there was always broken glass. Um. And he was very serious about being a vampire. <laughs> so, but yeah, like, I don't understand exactly how he hung from the ceiling. There was, like, metal spikes or hooks. He, like, had his ceiling all done up to look super weird with, like, metal wire everywhere. But okay. also part of this, it was just strong enough that he could hang from. Interesting. So he could sleep like a vampire. Hate that. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> like, he's just upside down in the pictures. No, yeah, not I'm sure mean, how like, he's doing it. I'm simultaneously like, wow, that's commitment. And also, like, you hung upside down. That's so... Are you okay? <laughs> What's going on? The answer is no, he's not okay. He also liked to walk around the cemetery alone at night. Okay. Pop off. No, it's just... Yeah, that's edgy. Pop off. <laughs> What's scrolling? Sandra didn't mind all of this. She just saw it as her teenager being edgy. And weird like teenagers are. And she was also super into the vampire stuff. And we'll get into it a little later. Yeah. She super liked it. And at points also claimed to be a vampire. Oh. <laughs> the delusion is hereditary. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. The delusion is hereditary. Rod does make some friends nope. that are into this new vampire scene as well. Are they but- members of different clans? <laughs> Is there, unclear. Is there bad blood? <laughs> unclear. <laughs> but is there bad blood? Was also on the vampire hype train that was happening at the time. Um, I mean, correct. Specifically, he meets this dude named Steven, and they they both had rough upbringings. Is it Steven with a V or Steven with a PH? PH, I believe. Interesting. That um, defines how I view him. <laughs> they, they had, like I said, rough upbringings, didn't live in the best environments, so they became good friends because they had similar situations mm-hmm. and could relate on that and also were super into vampires. So after like just over a year of being good friends, they reached the phase in all friendships. No. In which one blesses the other into becoming a vampire. Oh. <laughs> and We've we, all been there. I keep having to remind myself that this is a true crime podcast. What are you... Does he, oh no they meet at the cemetery no they go to a specific grave no that they refer to as the birthplace what <laughs> whose grave is this whose fucking grandma is, yeah. they should, is the birthplace of vampires they got a small cut into the upper arm of each person and take turns drinking blood out of each other oh my god that's so unsanitary yeah in a graveyard with just some like little razor it's a quick way to get a disease they don't speed running (laughs) they get the vampire disease i guess they're vampires now speed running blood disease that might be the name of this episode steven had some like morals as a new vampire oh he believed that they should only take blood when they needed to survive um was like very he was like we got to be very careful about who we let in to our vampire lifestyle um i respect steven 
but Rod. simultaneously i'm like steven you're in the wrong place at the wrong time buddy you don't know what you've gotten into rod wasn't into the play it's a five though <laughs> no. more on that later no <laughs> end the episode here at one at one point rod and a group of boys this time that like it was a group of them they were chilling in his bedroom no the vampire room sandra walks in and finds them drinking blood from each other's arms so like a sleepover and like everyone's doing a braid at your hair in a chain like you know when you sit behind the person yeah. and there's a huge chain of braiding hair they're doing that but with drinking blood from each other this is fake <laughs> no <laughs> and sandra's just like oh that's okay they're just having fun boys will be boys imagine your kid just like drinks blood <laughs> that's what i'm saying at some point she also falls into like she is a vampire she's into it she dresses the part she like falls into the same thing they like just sees rod doing and is like yeah i'm not a vampire and just fully is also delusional at some points i the vampire blood braid chain is a little bit much for me yeah also how do you you're not supposed to drink blood from other vampires yeah, I don't know if No, this up- is just like a logical fallacy. I don't think the other boys were vampires. I think they were just in awe of what the heck Rod was doing. But they're prob- drinking blood. <laughs> that is also true. You can't drink blood from another vampire. There are rules, Roderick. <laughs> you can't stick to them. Don't even claim to be one. No, literally, if you can't follow the fucking rules. So, anyway. In 1996, things start to get more intense. Nope. One night, Steven attacks Rod for some vampire reason. Also, I found... <laughs> vampire reason. <laughs> I couldn't find out why. I was fucked up. There is a theory, though, that will go in. This theory has little sustenance, for some uh, but it's out there. <laughs> for some vampire reason. And it's it's a bad attack, though. Like, Rod had to go to the hospital bad. Um, for some vampire... I'm not letting that go. It's I'm- so funny. Rod won't let them treat anything, though, because they're, they're vampire brothers. They're in a pact, and he had the right. Like, it's some vampire thing. He was <laughs> like, vampire- he was in the right. I deserved this. Don't treat me. It's a vampire code of ethics. Steven is convicted, though. <laughs> it's like a bad attack. If it was, like, assault or something he's yeah. convicted of, and... um. So, we'll go into the theory. I didn't even write it down because I couldn't find much on it, but there was talk of, like, Rod's mom. Steven had a brother. Okay. And Rod's mom was, like, sending love letters, almost, or, like, vampire letters. Like, I need you to join and come live with me, like, be immortal with me. (laughs) Like, in a predatory way? Or in, like, a join my vampire clan way? Unclear, because it's a theory with, we don't, I haven't, I couldn't find the notes or anything. But it, it could have been, like, I'm in love with this teenage boy, and I want him to come be a, a immortal vampire with me. Wow. And I can be the vampire queen, and he can be my vampire king. I don't know what kind of vibes it was, but there was some sort of relation between Steven's brother and Rod's mom. Older brother or younger? Younger. No. And so Steven got angry and attacked Rod about it. Which also, like... I guess pop off, but like at that point, pop- Rod was there for it. He he said, "Look, we have a pact. He was in the right. <laughs> don't treat me." I don't like that Rod said he was in the right because that implies, yeah. I mean, unless he was just unless like, it was some other thing, like because yeah. we don't know what it was. That is a theory. 
Um, Just a game theory. But at this point, they're no longer friends. It's cut off. Whatever vampire Not thing, Steven. or if it was uh, Rod's mom doing something, they it was they they cut ties. They're not friends anymore. And after this, Rod starts skipping school and not caring about academics and just starts like falling off yeah, the train. Yeah, his vampire boyfriend left him. Yeah, he lost his vampire brother and um, is just like, what's the point of going to school anymore? Can't even hang out with my vampire friend. Um, <laughs> can't even hang out with my vampire friend. When he is at school, he sneaks off and like smokes in the bathroom Pop or up. just like stands outside smoking, like doesn't care. That happened in our high school. Um, That carries. So he's just falling off the track a little bit and he winds up meeting a, a little of- bit. He thinks he's a vampire. Yeah, I'm at the school track. Oh, OK. Th- that's his home life. Okay. <laughs> They're separate. <laughs> but no, he winds up meeting a group of kids that are very similar, not going to class, just kind of goofing off in the bathroom, hanging out, smoking somewhere. OK. Um, not really into the whole school vibe. Um, and Rod not only joins them, but if he, he kind of brings them all together. And, and like, starts telling about this vampire lifestyle. No. <laughs> and he, he's, he comes, he becomes their, like, leader at Rod some point. Rod sounds like a fucking missionary. Yeah, and he's, his goal is to lead them into the vampire lifestyle. He starts telling about it. He kind of, like. Would you like to hear about our lord and savior? <laughs> it's me. What's Visago. <laughs> Visago. Trivago. Um, so. They refer to this group as the vampire clan. Very straightforward, <laughs> to the point, very clear, concise name. So this group includes only high school age kids who are now vampires. <laughs> they drink, they do the ritual. At the very least, they have a blood infection. <laughs> yeah, something has to be wrong here. Um, I found out that eating, I don't know if it's the same thing, but that it was that same video. It was like, what happens when you eat human flesh? <laughs> That um, it causes holes in your brain. Did you know that? Whoa. There's bacteria in humans. Like, we're not meant to ingest that. Like, yeah, we can get, like, E. coli and stuff from eating human meat, but it causes holes to develop in your brain that cannot be reversed. Awful. Yeah. My trypophobia hated it. Awful. But, like... I read an interesting, I read it a while ago though, so don't quote me on any of this, but it did something along the lines of there was a tribe somewhere that would eat brains. Okay. I'm unclear if it's human brains or animal brains also, but I think human brains were in the mix for sure. But it kept them from getting like this crazy deadly brain disease. Oh. They like, (laughs) it for some reason gave them some sort of immunity to it. That makes me feel ill. I will reread it and bring it back. But it was something along those lines. That makes me feel unreasonably ill. Anyway, they're vampires now. <laughs> anyway, they're vampires. <laughs> and Rod starts dating one of the members. Nope. She's, her name is Charity. Another one of the members. Charity? Charity. Charity. Yeah. Um, I thought you said Charity. <laughs> I was like, what the? Okay. Is that her vampire name or her real name? <laughs> I be- Yeah, these are their real names. Okay. I don't, I don't think I found any of their vampire names. Unfortunate. Howard was a 16-year-old boy who became, becomes, like, second in command, in a sense. Very close with Rod. Vampire lieutenant. Uh, there's another girl in the group and a couple other people okay. um, in there, but that's kind of, like, our main, character. main characters. Um, 
their meeting spot was also kind of cool i'm not gonna lie my thing just scrolled to the top oh again oh my god I'm your poor phone not sure what's wrong with it it only does it sometimes too but it like okay okay thought i found it here we are so cool meeting spot <laughs> they meet at this old abandoned building in the woods um unclear what it was it was some kind of like office or something but they spray paint the words vampire hotel in black above the door and that's kind of fun um <laughs> less tight they did do a lot of rituals here which often required blood um whose blood not sure in the vampire hotel wow <laughs> these meetings were pretty much parties also lots of drugs and drinking went on here so sandra didn't turn to drugs and drinking rod does He's, they, they're here to do drugs. He's an Aries. And also drink blood. Um, Bloody Marys. The, it ranges from, like, weed to heroin also. Heroin. heroin. I couldn't say that. It's very, like, they're all over in the drug scene. And not, they're drinking each other's blood after. Yeah. That's not good. Can't be. That, <laughs> can't be. No, literally, that, I'm, how did he not die? And not all the people's the people's you can't ingest human blood like that i don't and like a lot of the times they wouldn't it wasn't always like some super ritual thing and people would come here because it was a party like not everyone here was doing this vampire stuff they were just there for the drugs right and then there was the weird kids in the corner (laughs) drinking each other's blood um but like all sorts of drugs lsd weed anything they they and then they drink each other's blood after Dude, there's, how did they not die? At some point during, oh no, I'm not talking about that. I skipped to the next thing. Okay. My mate, Brian. I thought you were about to say, at some point they did all die. I was the, like, oh the, shit. The coffee's hitting. I've like lost all aspect of thinking. No, you're good. I'm crashing. Like I'm struggling to keep my eyes open. At some point during this part of the story, like where Rod's kind of falling off the high school train, <laughs> Rod moves to Florida like i said they move around a lot it was Not just some Florida man. some just something to do with that unclear of exactly why if it was like sandra looking for a different work um but they moved to florida and, and they he moved, abandoned his vampire clan <laughs> they moved back to kentucky soon okay. after and it's not that important to the story like what happens in florida except he meets a girl named heather um i wish i were heather and she starts following the vampire guidance and they become good friends um and even after Ron moves back, she and him talk on the phone a bunch. Like, they are always talking. They get along great. Good friends. Um, Ron actually gets in a bunch of trouble here because he, he runs the, the phone bill crazy high oh. from how often he was talking with her. Um, anyway, back to the, the vampires in Kentucky. The Kentucky vampires. He's moved back at this point. Is just talking with Heather on the phone. Kentucky Fried Vampires. But they're back to That's the... That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Vampires. They, they're back to doing these parties, doing drugs, and things get out of hand very quickly. There was often violent fights, harsh mood swings, rage. They, they were on drugs, so some of that is from Tweaking. them. Yeah. But, like, also having to do with um, that clan I was talking about in the game. Where the the broken class ones, that was their like staple. They were very mood swingy, very easy to like mm. enrage. And so Rod might have also just been playing up to that. Yeah. It's it's not clear. He was on drugs. I'm that part is clear. He did do drugs. 
but there he could have been like even upping the yeah. the mood swings on purpose um yeah that is not confirmed but just, it's just a theory people were talking about in the comments theory. like how he he very much played into the very instant aggression he would he would fall Quick into rage, yeah. um <laughs> but yeah they were angry drugged up kids not afraid to be violent and they just got like more and more of this us against the world vibes um they want to destroy stuff kind of mentality yeah. um small theft turns into worse and worse things they're like vandalizing stuff and then in october 1996 this gets a little upsetting i'm not gonna go into any detail but i do mention something involving animals nope so skip ahead if you need to um but the vampire clan gets together one night and they head into an animal shelter in town and they kill some of the animals that's where i'm gonna leave that like in the shelter yes they break into the shelter at so like after it's closed yeah it's at night how did they get in i don't know they said they broke in they might have broken a window or something um but they they kill animals um hopefully no one skips to right there (laughs) (laughs) obviously get in trouble for this because they broke in and then did the thing rod was arrested and charged for the crimes which is good because he did the crimes um but it was just him the clarification what (laughs) he was the one that got in trouble for that as far as i could find i wonder if it was because he was the one who the leader breaking and entering yeah or something so he gets burglary trespassing and cruelty to animals is what he's charged with um he doesn't go to jail but he is charged. I don't know what his is sentence was. Is he still was. a minor? Yeah. He's okay. in high school at this point. Like, Well, then that one makes sense. Not even 17 yet, I think. I think he's still like 15, 16. Oh, my God. Um, A child. So he gets some sort of juvenile punishment. But he did. <laughs> That's not a little thing that he did. Oh, no. Um, If he was 18, he would have been put in jail. So at this point, um, the, the vampire people clan the group the boys they want to go on a trip also at this point though heather the phone girl i mentioned earlier tells rod that she's being abused and needs to be rescued no we don't know if this is true uh i you know always believe the victim yeah but there there nothing ever there was no charges pressed from this did she say was it her parent yeah abused by her dad and her sister never commented on it um like later when stuff happens and her sister has to be interviewed you know it this is like the only claim time you hear that not saying it's not true but we don't know for sure if it is but i tend to believe you know it's good to believe the victims so but just putting it out there that these kids were also lying and doing things to like get away with stuff but both sides both sides yeah again (laughs) not denying it but there is some sort of like dishonesty in the air with a lot of what all of these kids are doing, even Heather. So we don't know 100% what happened, but something is happening where Heather's like, I need to be rescued or just wants to run away or uh, something is Doesn't going on. want to be home. Yeah. Heather's like, I want to come be a vampire with y'all. Um, At the very least, it's FOMO. But <laughs> yeah, she tells Rod's 100% on board with a rescue mission, though. So they they're down. Um, they were, like I said, they were planning a trip anyway, and they had decided to go to New Orleans. Um, I forgot that that was a part of this story. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I thought that was, I thought they were going because there's like a lot of vampire lore centered yeah. on the city. There's tons of vampire stories from New Orleans. You can find just as much vampire stories as you can ghost stories. That's which where is the a Originals big number. is. The yes. Originals is the Vampire Diaries spinoff. Um, and that might have been part of it, but the main reason they wanted to go to this new arcade. I really thought they were going to be like, we want to go see all the vampire spots. But they were really wanted to go to this new arcade. What arcade? I don't know. Fucking Dave and Busters? <laughs> like, imagine if it was a Dave and Busters. Um, Barcadia? So he just, like, tacks on a side quest to their trip to get Heather from Florida <laughs> before ending in New Orleans. Um, this is not an easy pit stop. No. <laughs> this adds, like, lots of hours to the trip's length because it's just in a different direction. Yeah. They have to make, like, a really wide triangle now. Um but they do it <laughs> the vampire clan gets into somebody's old car one of their like one of them had the car it wasn't they, they, they didn't, didn't take steal it, it yeah. yeah um and they hit the road on their epic road trip <laughs> cue road trip music yeah they just go the vampire buddies get into the car and it's this like is rod charity buddy. howard the other girl her name's like dan or something i always forget it mm-hmm. i have it written down at the end um and so it's four of them at this point. It's four of it's them. Just two girls, two boys. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, um, Howard, the right-hand man, Charity, Rod's girlfriend, and the other girl. <laughs> I'm confused as to how Charity allowed this to happen. <laughs> You're taking a pit stop to go pick up another woman You're- that you talk to all the time on the phone? No. You're I would have crashed the car. Chick. Y'all think you're crazy? I'm crazier. <laughs> <laughs> I would have crashed the fucking car. Oh, wait. You haven't seen Euphoria yet. No. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazier. They arrive at Heather's on November 26, 1996. Okay, November 26. Okay. And legit, the next thing they do is they go to a cemetery and make Heather an official vampire. I thought she was already an official vampire. No, she was just into the like following. She like liked. To oh, so they never they did the rich. So she was a so she was a poser. Yeah, she was she was a follower she was a of the vampire groupie. word. No, <laughs> she um. was a fucking groupie. Yeah. But now she's a vampire. A a follower of the vampire word. And then they climb into the car. This is go to New Orleans. Collective maladaptive daydreaming. Except they do not. What? (laughs) In Florida, not long after they hit the road, they get a flat tire. (laughs) And a police officer stops to, like, assess the situation. Because, like, if you're stopped on the side of the road and a cop drives by, they're going to stop. Even if it, like, they didn't get pulled over. No. But the cop was coming to, like, check on them. And then he finds a group of kids. He's a little curious as to what they're doing. Also, they're dressed like vampires, <laughs> which has to raise some flags. Uh, Do they wear teeth? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Because I was curious as if it's like a, how far are they pretending? Nothing happens. Like the cop just checks on them and leaves. But Rod was tripping balls on LSD. <laughs> also, the driver, don't know how the cop didn't catch that. <laughs> But the driver was also tripping balls? No, he was the driver. Oh. Rod was driving and on LSD. That's why they got a flat. <laughs> he hit something. Yeah. He was playing points. Like, <laughs> he wanted to hit something. They are questioned by the police because it's a little sketchy, but like I said, nothing happen- happens. Except now they're on drugs and sketched out because they're like, why did we get stopped by the police? You didn't. <laughs> you just didn't. But okay. Um... So Rod, on LSD, mm-hmm. decides that they need to ditch this car because they are obviously being followed by the cops. 
Um, this poor kid is <laughs> tripping balls. <laughs> they have to, they're like, we got to get him off our trail. What trail? <laughs> what trail, Rod? <laughs> Walk me through your thought process. Um, but yeah. They hadn't made it that far from Heather's house. And she is like, hey, my parents have two cars. Let's just go take one of them. No. So they go back. They <laughs> stole a car. <laughs> this <laughs> story has taken so many twists and turns. There was no issue with the car they're in. The cops stopped because they had a flat tire. And they're like, we have to ditch the car. We're done for. <laughs> no crimes have happened. I was about to say, that. also the worst thing is that you're on drugs. Yeah, so make far. someone else drive. <laughs> Okay, because he's not the oldest one there either. The the third the third person, the other girl, Dana, is older than him. Mm-hmm. Um, so she could drive. <laughs> Women can't drive. There. <laughs> um. So yeah, they go back. Heather unlocks the doors to the garage and heads back out. Like all, the girls stay in the car. They go. They drive somewhere. Um, old car or the new car? The old car. Okay. They get away. And Howard and Rod go back to steal the car. Oh, so Dana could drive. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The girls, like, get in the car and go do, like, girl things. And, <laughs> and they... <laughs> can leave the boys to steal a car. Yeah, so she opens the garage and they leave. And Rod and Howard walk in. And they can get into the garage now, but they can't find the keys to the car. Oh, no. Also, they brought little clubs with them to scare anyone if they, like, walked up. So, like, if they get caught, they have something to, like, look threatening with and okay. demand the keys with. They wanted to look serious about their crimes. Um, they didn't want to use the weapons. That was not the plan. It was more, like, to seem like a threat if a situation right. arose. They didn't want to look like they had just walked in and had been allowed in. Um, and at some point in the garage, Rod finds a crowbar. Nope. That he switches out for because it looks scarier is, okay. is his. Yeah. <laughs> but since the keys are nowhere to be found... They have to go inside. Uh, so they walk in and immediately rip the phone off the wall. So now no one can call for help. Okay. Uh, also, remember, Rod's tripping balls. <laughs> and people are home. <laughs> Heather, why wouldn't you just go in and get the keys? That's what I said. <laughs> Heather could have walked in. <laughs> Whatever. Things take a twist here. This is where the true crime part comes out. Okay. Um, the I first person they find is Heather's dad, who is sleeping on the couch. And he Rod, Lizzie Borden's this bitch? Tripping balls on LSD, is taken over by a fit of rage, and he wants, he, he wants to hurt the dad, because the dad was supposedly the one hurting Heather. Okay. So kind of gets angry, is on drugs, and he's holding a crowbar, and hits him on the head, and hits him until the dad dies on the couch okay um heather's mom was in the shower for this she doesn't hear any commotion um she gets out and she heads to the kitchen for some coffee and when she gets to the kitchen she sees rod standing there has no idea someone's in her house and just walks into the kitchen to make coffee imagine how fucking scary that is absolutely terrified and he's standing there covered in blood holding a crowbar that's covered in blood absolutely terrifying he's also on lsd and dressed like a vampire so very scary situation um so she throws the cup of coffee at him okay like doesn't know what to do and she's holding this hot cup of coffee and throws it um there and but this kind of like makes him mad makes him 
blind rage no. and he sadly kills her too i wonder if he would have let her live had she stayed in the shower longer yeah on we don't know yeah uh howard is of course stunned because this was i not was about the- to say where is homeboy in all this <laughs> this was not the plan <laughs> he did find the keys though <laughs> Which was the plan, so good for Howard. Howard had a mission. Fucking like, Roderick went on a side quest. No, they're literally like, we, we're not, we just need to like get in, get the keys. If anyone comes up with them, we can like get the keys and run. We can like beat them up a little bit. We're not here to kill anyone. And then Roderick kills two people. And Howard is just like, um, what do I do? Um, before they leave, now that there's no one here, they steal some jewelry and credit cards and a bunch of other stuff just to make matters worse. Not the credit cards. As they get ready to go, they decide to do this ritual no. to the bodies. They like burn the bodies and dance around them. A note here, they don't like burn the bodies to get rid of them. They just like burnt markings onto them. So it's not With like what? I don't know if they got like a kitchen lighter or something. Say, it's like, a V a knife? on the chest. Okay. Visago. <laughs> This is giving me V for Vendetta. Yeah. So, it's not, they didn't, like, burn the bodies and it smelled like burning bodies everywhere. They just burnt a simple onto their chest. I keep having to remind myself that Rod is tripping, like, (laughs) hard. And thinks he's a vampire, not on drugs. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, so, it's, it's, they're not trying to hide anything. It's purely, like, vampire aesthetic why they do this ritual. Mm -hmm. Um. And Howard's probably, like, scared out of his mind, too. He just watched this 17-year-old friend murder people. And then, like, we have to do a vampire ritual. Howard's probably like, I got myself into something I should not be in. Don't understand why Heather didn't get the keys. (laughs) Exactly. She could have just walked out with the keys when she walked out the first time. Or walked back in and grabbed the keys. Right, it didn't seem like her parents were too concerned as to yeah, where she Yeah, they probably went. thought she was going with some friends. Her dad was asleep. Like, no, <laughs> literally, that was, her dad was unconscious. You could have just walked in, taken the keys, dipped. So, they take the car, and they meet up with the other vampires, and now the group heads to uh, Sanford. Their goal here is to swap the plates of the cars. Okay. It's a very closed city. This is just like a pit stop, just to swap the plates, and probably pee, but like, probably pee. this is not a, a very substantial pit spot but they do switch the plates on the cars okay then they're back on the road So from old car to new car yeah okay so it wasn't just like a random plate no yeah it's the cars they had and okay. then so they ditched the old car and they're in the new car that's heather's parents cars car um flashback to heather's house though her younger sister is getting <gasps> home no and she is sadly the one to find the parents dead in the house how old is she I don't know. She's oh, not okay. much younger. They're both teenagers. Okay. Um, and so she obviously calls the police right away, and they begin searching the house the same day. So as the group of vampires is on a road trip, the house is being searched. So a lot of, like, stuff starts happening at the same time. Um, and also, they weren't the most sneaky of crimin- criminals. They didn't, like, hide anything. It was very brutal crime. Mm-hmm. You know, there was... Um, they just weren't sneaky about it. Yeah. It was obviously... A messy crime. Yeah. Um. So bit of rage. Wasn't the police planned. are already like able to piece some stuff together just because of like they weren't sneaky with it. Yeah. There's a bunch of evidence. Heather's missing at the very yeah. least. 
and that's one of the first things they find a note relatively early during the search and this note is heather saying something along the lines of i love you guys but i'm running away um and it is addressed to her family so the police already suspect that something went wrong with heather's plan Mm -hmm. with her running away and this is somehow linked to the crime yeah like this is not which is two different things exactly what happened which they nailed it they hit it right on the head i'm so (laughs) proud of the police for once so like they haven't been on their road long, the vampire gang, and the police already have a pretty accurate idea of what's going on. Um, I don't like that you keep calling them the vampires, the vampire gang. They're not vampires. This They're is hard. not true blood. Um, so but I also, they, you know, fair. they do keep road tripping. They, they, four days later, which just so happens to be Thanksgiving. Four days? Yeah, they made like a lot of stops and just slept in the car. Um, Damn. And that's a long drive. That's like nine hours. No, that I'm surprised they made it that far. Um, I mean, like I, I mean, thought I that guess was they did long. Have a head start. Yeah, the, the police had to search. Yeah, the police don't know where they went. They just know what like what they can happened. piece together what happened in the house, and they start gathering stuff from that. Um, so on Thanksgiving, the four days later, they arrive in Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana, which we talked about earlier. Um, they go to LSU for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> They eaten the the four five nine. Isn't that the LSU cafeteria? Anyway, a raccoon broke into that cafeteria the other day. Um, There's some great videos because he just walks in and starts running around because he's terrified and he like climbs up a chair some girl is standing on and she like loses it. It's good. Please tell me they didn't hurt him. I don't know. I didn't look far enough in. I didn't want to find raccoons. They're so good. So at this point. The, the group of teens is almost completely out of cash. Mm-hmm. Um, they they don't have any savings or anything, you know. They're just kids. They spend a lot of their money on drugs anyway. Yeah. And then have already been on a road trip for a while. So I've been putting gas into cars, yeah. eating food every day. If they stopped anywhere to sleep, which I don't think they did. I think they slept in the cars. But they're still, they're spending money. money. Yeah. It's gas expensive. It's hard to road trip like that, especially if you're working on like yeah. cash from teenagers who don't like have jobs yeah <laughs> they, they hang out in a, an abandoned building most days they vibe and drink each other's blood to <laughs> and spend what money they have on drugs so they they're out of money at this point um they also didn't have great home lives or upbringing so it's not like they took money from their parents mm-hmm. um so they're broke as a whole group really <laughs> i don't they might have already but Charity has a plan. She wants to call up her grandma and ask for money. Her grandma doesn't live in Kentucky. Like, isn't someone... They, she lives in one of the Dakotas, I believe. Okay. So lives away, doesn't see her often. So probably, like, not super close with her grandma. Yeah. It's not like they see each other all the time. But felt comfortable calling her for money. And she does. And I can't even imagine the call. <laughs> ring, ring. Hey, grandma. I'm on a trip with some friends. Me and my vampire homies need some cash. Can you spot us? Like, what did you say? <laughs> I'm on a trip with some friends. Um, I forgot to bring some. I forgot my purse. I lost it. Exactly. And they're also like, can I have money to go game in New Orleans? I want to go to the new arcade in New Orleans. Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Barcadia. Grandma's a godsend, though, and realizes right away this is a weird situation. We don't know what was said on the call, but Grandma, like was not having it she was like what i don't know what charity's doing um i don't know if her mom knows where she is yeah grandma's like there's red flags everywhere for whatever happened on that call good for grandma um and so she she plays into what charity is asking she agrees to send money and she even tells them to go to a hotel so they have a place to stay 
like they can wait for it there she'll send it to the hotel and they can get the money and they can do it what they need and as soon as she hangs up she calls the cops <laughs> at the very least she thinks her granddaughter ran away yeah so she she knows something's up and yeah yeah she doesn't even know at this point that they killed people yeah. does heather know that her parents are dead at this point thinks so, yeah okay um I was unclear. It's like if he came back covered in blood, and he was like, "We did a vampire." There's also like <laughs> she she told them like, "I don't want anyone hurt. Y'all just go steal the car." Was very against that happening. So why didn't you grab the keys? Yeah, why didn't you go in and deal with it then? And why'd you send the drugged out vampire? <laughs> it was literally tripping. So she calls the police and tells the exact hotel she just sent the kids mm-hmm. to, which is so smart. That's genius. No, yeah, good for you, Grandma. Literally was like, okay, go downtown, go to this hotel, and wait for money. And then immediately, hi, I just sent a group of rogue teenagers to this hotel. Please go get them. That's so smart. So smart. Um, so, the vampires roll up to the hotel and are immediately arrested. <laughs> All five vampires are taken in. Um, they are held in jail here for a week and then sent to Florida because they connect stuff. Um... They're placed in juvenile jail in Florida. Uh, they were very much not sneaky. Like I said, they were still covered in blood, which that's crazy to me. They switched cars, but they switched plates, and no one ever thought to change clothes in the four days that passed between that. Ew. Um, Y'all are raunchy. (laughs) Go to a fucking Planet Fitness. And also the car was the stolen car from the house. That's a huge piece of evidence right there. It's the plate switched from the other car. Um, they also don't deny anything. Ron actually makes two different confessions. What? Ron just, like, admits everything, even the murder. is very chill in an uncaring way. He's, like, trying to play into this nonchalant, mysterious vampire. Like, yeah, I did it. I killed him. Um, Rod. Is just admitting to murder, though. Um, he says he feels no remorse. Because as a vampire, it's just part of the lifestyle. Oh my god. <laughs> this so, is not real. Um, Rod uh, does try to say that the killings were done because they were scared and in a rush. But Howard admits that at some point, Rod was just like premeditating murder. He switched weapons and was kind of saying some things that Howard kind of was like, yeah. oh no, this is about to get brutal. Yeah. Um. So... Howard kind of tattles on him at this point and is like, Rod meant to cause harm here. You just ratted on your vampire brother. <laughs> Howard's probably realized he's t- <laughs> Howard was probably just like super in like vampires and like just having a great time. And then he's like, oh, no, I've become the right hand man to a murderer. Yikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this, of course, is a headline trial at the time. Strange cases are always big, but it's also a vampire cult of children. During a time where vampires are pretty, like, in some sort of hype wave. So it's pretty big news. Right. And another reason they get the media's attention is, like, I don't know specifically anything that's coming out, but there was another, like, movie had come out or something. There was another, like, wave of vampire stuff. So people were, like, associating it with something else happening in the media. That's what one article said. I'm not sure what it was, though. So. Okay. It's something, but. I wonder when Interview with a Vampire came out. That'd be so funny if it's the same movie. But yeah, this, whatever reasons, this case had a lot of eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And probably most of it, it's because it's crazy. They think they're vampires. Um, 
And Rod loves the attention. And despite confessing, he starts telling... because he's an Aries. <laughs> he starts telling these interviewers that their group is being framed by another vampire cult that hates them. You're fucking kidding me. You just confessed to the murders twice. Rod. <laughs> Rod. Come on, Another buddy. story he started spinning was that he had multiple personalities and that he no longer wanted this vampire personality. That's the most believable thing he said so far. <laughs> yeah, Rod. February 1998 rolls around, and 17-year-old Rod pleads guilty to two murder charges, armed burglary and armed robbery. Damn. Um, he also says that everyone else in the cult was innocent, except his right-hand man, Howard, who was a part of the robbery. What's the difference between burglary and robbery? I don't know, but they were both on there. Okay, but continue. Um, Rod's attorney's goal is to now keep him off of death row. Right, because he's because, 17. And he's also pleading guilty um because now the jury has to decide if he gets life in prison or sent to the electric chair in this state so scary rod's team often brings up that he is clearly not like something's going on mentally yeah he's he's delusional he's a kid and he's still a young kid he's in high school 17 at the time so he can be tried as an adult but he's in high school is what they're trying to play on and burglary involves entering a home or another building illegally whether or not someone steals something robbery is taking something okay so burglary is the entering that's sorry continue um they talk about his childhood Mm -hmm. and how a lot of stuff had happened to him growing up and he has been moving around a lot and he lived in not so great places and so how he's been desensitized to some of this especially like drugs Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um three different professionals determined that rod was under some sort of extreme emotional or mental distress when he killed the parents so it was some sort of like emotional crime no matter how premeditated it was very much an anger Mm -hmm. thing that happened um they also talk about the vampire obsession and how he clearly is using it as some sort of unhealthy and dangerous coping mechanism for for as a kid he doesn't understand what's going on to the full he's delusional yeah like we've been saying um and so they they talk about that a lot they definitely are just going on and on about like how what he endured as a kid how he's coping with that with a game and yeah. just took the game to another level and obviously That's is so delusional sad. and like is having issues um they also talk about the heavy drug use he had been dealing with for years already and how that can greatly affect a developing kid's brain mm-hmm. and he was on drugs when he did the crime yeah. so they they talk about that a lot psychologists come in and agree that rod is suffering from multiple mental disorders and other mental issues some of which are like drug use and yeah. some of which are like depression and stuff like that so it's it's not only disorders but like issues because of what he was doing yeah um uh so february 23rd 1998 rolls around and this is when the jury's deciding and shockingly they they vote to put him to death what (laughs) i didn't see that coming (laughs) neither did i rod's response to this is that he is not scared to die and he is even excited to die he talks about how like he was fascinated with death his own death starting when he was little and calls the electric chair a childhood fantasy oh my is how god he talks about it um at the time he would hold the the record for being the youngest person on death row 
ever. Because he's 17. Yeah. He loses the title two years later, though, because the Florida Supreme Court comes in and reduces his sentence to life imprisonment. Okay. So he act- he doesn't get put to death, but he was, the jury wanted him to, to, to be. die, which is crazy to me. He was literally like, at the very least, he was on drugs when he committed the crime. Yeah. And like, a, the they came in, professionals came in and said he has something going on mentally. He needs help. Yeah. He was not in the right state of mind when this happened. He's a hurt kid who just doesn't know how to cope and now thinks he's a vampire. Right. And it was That's a crazy, crazy sentence to me, but it was Florida. I don't know. They're all no, yeah. crazy over there. Um, Everything. Sorry, anyone from Florida. But no. Y'all wildin'. Florida men are some next level shit. So we're going to jump and talk about the rest of the vampire clan now. Yes, please. Um, Howard gets the same charges as Rod, but he was sentenced to life imprisonment from the get-go. Okay. Because he was... He's the one that kind of said, like, no, Rod was doing some things. Yeah. And so they go a little bit. They they know he's the right-hand man and didn't do any of the hitting. Um, He did take keys, though. So, But yeah. he was an accomplice. So he gets the same charges, but he does not get sent to death row. Uh, Heather was also being tried for murder at the, the beginning, but they drop it so she can testify against Rod and Howard. Interesting. Uh, so she's she's free from the get-go. Um. So it's like a plea deal. Yeah. And she also many times told the boys to like leave her parents alone. She just wanted to run away. Like, don't go in there. It was very much against the idea of them doing anything. She said, even if they find you, like, just get out. So she served no jail time? Yeah. None? She... <laughs> Not even like parole? No. Damn. She's off. Yeah. Um, Rod's mom is super pissed that Heather got off scot-free because her son faced the death penalty and this girl that's involved. Like that called Rod to come. I was gets about to nothing. say. She, that's a little interesting because at the very least she called for help. But th- they really believed like the whole she did not want them to do anything but steal the car. She just wanted to run away. But and even, that was part of the running away in her eyes. But even then. Exactly. She wanted them to steal a car. Yeah. Like at the very least she should get a burglary charge. Or not a burglary, a robbery charge. Yeah. At the very, at the bare minimum. Like she was the catalyst. He would not have killed her parents had she not exactly, asked him to come. and that's why Rod's mom is super angry no, that I'm she gets angry. nothing. Um, she felt like all of the kids were involved in some sort of way. They were all there, and the girls had driven off, but they knew what the boys were going to do. No, I was about to say, um, if you tell me like Charity and the other girl got in trouble, but Heather didn't, yeah, I'm about to be pissed. Is that she, what you're about to say? I am. That's nonsense. And that's the mom's like talking about. She's like. Yeah, her son swung the weapon, but he was not the only one there, and he was not the only one knowing what was going on there. But he wasn't the reason they went. No, Heather had called them to come pick her up. And also, like, feeding someone. It, it's giving me very Gypsy Rose, where, are you familiar with that case at all? A little, yeah. Like, the whole time she's feeding him information about how her mom is treating her. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise that he shows up and tries to kill her successfully, yeah. because it's like it's a it's a hero complex at that point. Yeah, like all those phone calls where she's feeding him information about how her parents are treating her, and like yeah, if she was a victim, she still told two people to break into her house and steal a car. Yeah. Off after feeding one of these drug addicts. <laughs> 
information about how her parents were abusing her. What did you and expect? And he had been in the same situation. And they walked in with weapons. She yeah. knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm fully on your side. That's bullshit. <laughs> um, Especially if the other two, it, it'd be different if you told me, like, none of the girls got charged because they weren't there. Mm-hmm. But if the other two get charges, yeah. and Heather is the exception, when it was her parents, her, her house, her idea, her car, bullshit. Um, yeah. Also, Rod's mom is a vampire also like i said um but she is like starting to flip-flop talking about like it depends on who she's talking with she's sometimes like we vampires or whatever like just feel some thing or she some tells some people that she's off of the vampire lifestyle Mm -hmm. but like very clearly still is into it and like just super also is super weird and delusional about the vampire stuff even on like trial and stuff yeah it was just kind of weird doesn't have anything to do with anything but no, but flip-flopping You can see relevant. how Rod got away with a lot of what he was doing. It's because she was super into the same thing. Yeah. Doing the same stuff. She wasn't killing anybody. But she thought she was a vampire. I don't think she drank blood of anyone ever, though. But was super into, like, saying she was a vampire. Yeah. And, like, playing into the, like... The role-play aspect of it. Yeah. Um, she was also in her 30s. And so like, she says some weird stuff <laughs> in, in, like, trials and stuff. She's like, yeah, vampires, of course, were immortal. Also, someone pointed out that in the comments of the YouTube video, someone was like, it's so funny that they gave the immortal vampire a life sentence. He really thinks he's about to be in there forever. (laughs) Didn't even think about that. Rod thinks he's going to live forever. In jail now. In jail. Okay. Charity was convicted for two accounts of third degree murder, robbery, and burglary. You mean to tell me? No, 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 no. Back the fuck up. She got a burglary charge? <laughs> she didn't go in. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump, pump the brakes. Charity. Yeah. Got a burglary and a third degree murder charge? They were all there when they unlocked the garage door. Uh, maybe and Heather of- still doesn't get in trouble? It's some sort of deal they did. I Because she had to no. try against the boys. I don't care. I know, but that's why they did it. So Charity gets sentenced to 10 years. I- 10 and a half years, excuse me what yeah i'm pissed (laughs) she served eight of these and got released in 2006 donna dana gets the same charges as charity i'm pissed but is sentenced to 17 and a half years because she's older she served 13 of these and got out in 2011 i'm genuinely pissed off sandra at one point just auctions off all of rod's things she also gets like kicked out of the neighborhood because she was crazy and the, the, the neighbors like found out that she let kids drink blood from each other and so they were like yeah we don't want that in the neighborhood she was mentally ill yeah so she, she had a kid as a kid but it does seem like she dropped the whole vampire thing she moves out opens a jewelry business and takes care of her mom um so kind of like makes a new life somewhere else okay um which it also kind of helps her get away from all the vampire stuff that's now happening. Yeah. Which, and it is believed that she kind of like drops it at this point. Okay. So it kind of gives her a route to like escape this whole mess her son has put her in. Um, <sighs> both of the boys have tried to appeal. Uh, in 2013, th- uh, they both appealed one time and they got ignored. After a few years, though, a rule came out saying that a life sentence with no chance of parole was a cruel and unusual punishment for a juvenile. 
Oh. <laughs> so at the age of 39, they challenged their sentences because they were tried as kids, even though they weren't kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Howard's sentence was shortened to 40 years, and he was able to keep the 22 years he had served as part of this 40. So he only had eight. Like, if he didn't, that's no. bullshit. He only had 18 more to go okay. at that point. Um, <laughs> Rod's hearing actually got pushed back because it happened at the start of the pandemic. Uh, but in November of 2020, he got a hearing and people testified for three whole days. Heather, Heather's sister came and testified again and begged them to keep him locked up. She felt he was dangerous and now was going to be angry at Heather for not getting any time. I'm angry And also at trying against him. Um, Rod, on the other hand, was like saying that, you know, told like Heather told him that her dad was harassing her and he he could not go help her especially because he had personal experiences with being harassed like that. So he tries to, like, revitalize that stance. Um, Which, honestly, is kind of fair. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he's a hero or anything, but I am saying that he was fed information that his friend was being abused. While on drugs, having dealt with the same situation. He was mentally ill. Did you expect him not to do something? Yeah. Because, like, that's a recipe for disaster. The fact that this bitch served no time, I'm genuinely upset. His sentence is not fair. Is not changed, though. He is still sentenced to life imprisonment with no chance of parole. And I can't be mad at that. He shouldn't be released from prison. Heather should be in prison. (laughs) Yeah. You mean to tell me every single other person got tried except the reason they were there? Yeah. That's insane. No, that is absolutely insane. If you, uh, that's pretty much where we we end the what happens to them but there is some other cool like trivia stuff there's a song called blood on the bluegrass and it's based on rod and the vampire cult it's like three minutes long so i wasn't gonna play it on here but it's a cool song and they like name the people specifically and kind of talk about what's going on but it also like plays on the occult like ritual stuff they were going on it talks about blood and like the mysterious vampire stuff so it's a little bit more fantastical than talking about a true crime Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do like name them and say what was some of the stuff that was going on um there's also a movie called vampire clan clan that came out in 2002 that's based on the case i haven't seen it don't Neither know if it's a good I. movie but it's based on what they did um this also is like speculated to be a big reason for parents to kind of like despise the goth scene a little bit more they start associating these like these goth styles with this like occult obsession because this this i hate that this case kind of got blew up and it was like look at these edgy kids look what they're doing they because they were edgy they got into all these drugs and then turned into vampires and killed people so it also kind of like but brings on this stigma to people (laughs) who wear any like occult aesthetic clothes and i hate that you can twist anything yeah it's it was literally just a reason for 75 percent of women who are murdered are murdered by their husbands yeah like i can make anything a problem if i want to like no it's not the fact that they're emo that's the problem it's the fact that he was fucking molested yeah it just kind of it brings a a point a scare (sighs) of like the how there was this hype for vampires now there's this like scare in the community so you have your ups and lows and that definitely brings on a low for for any sort of edgy teenager at the time but leave twilight out of this (laughs) edward is not the problem i've never read twilight i do not care about twilight but like 
I don't know. Like, I feel like everybody is so quick to make, make, like, the goth scene the problem. Yeah. Instead of admitting, like. This was ammunition for that. Like, no. The fact that his grandpa was not put in jail for molesting him is the problem. Yeah, nothing ever happened there. And he never was able to get help except from a board game. And he kind of leaned a little too heavily on the board game. Not gonna lie. Um, But yeah. That's the, the vampire clan. I am Isn't that a so, wild story, though? Yes, and I'm pissed. I'm so mad that she did not get put in jail. I'm so mad. Like, I get that she had to testify. I get that. Give her a reduced sentence. Yeah. It's not fair that literally every other person who was in that fucking car got put in prison, except for the, the cause. Yeah, or at least the girls weren't there. Yeah. The, like, it's unclear if, like, Heather opened the door to the garage. No, it's literally an all or nothing. Like, either none of them should have gotten jail time or all of them. Yeah. Like, the fact that she was the exception when she was the reason she it happened. She was the problem. She was the reason it happened. And she got no jail time so so that she could testify against yeah, him. Yeah, no, if you if you think about it, like, those kids were going to play in the arcade. There, there was no plans to do anything no. crazy like that. And then Heather says, Run come get never- me on your way. Yeah, I need to and escape from my charge. dad abusing me. And, and now there's a murder charge. Yeah. People testify against each other all the time. <laughs> you can testify against someone and get a reduced sentence. You do not need to get off free. And I stand by that. Because, like, yeah, she didn't do any of the actual killing. Neither did Charity or Dana. Yeah, no. Why? Why? The fact that they got a burglary ca- a burglary charge. And a third-degree murder charge. Because you could also say, like, oh, they got the burglary charge because they were in a stolen car. That's what I was going to say. Is they... So was... So was Heather. Yeah. (laughs) They got a third-degree murder charge, though? For what? Dropping them off? Heather opened the door! Yeah. I'm so mad. That's so not fair. No, I I was... By any stretch. Like, not, no part of that. No, yeah. There was a huge, like, a bunch of stuff about Rod's mom going crazy about that. Because... And she's right. Exactly. Like, why why was her son put to death almost? And the reason her son even went to that state... Yeah. Got nothing. And I'm not... Like, Rod definitely deserved jail time. Yeah, So for did sure. Howard for being in the house. And the girls probably did deserve a they, charge because you, they were... They were aware of what was going on. They were They saw it. the boys go in with weapons. Heather not getting a single thing is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Like, bitch drank blood. <laughs> she was a vampire like the rest of them. She was part of this problem. At the bare minimum, encouraged it. Mm-hmm. Because you know she's doing the... She's playing innocent. Yeah. She let two armed, armed boys on drugs... She left them into her house. Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether she said, don't kill my parents, she watched them walk in with weapons. Yeah. Opened the door for them. No. She could have walked in and gotten the keys. And instead of doing that, she chose to let two armed men walk into her on house. Drugs, on drugs. On drugged. Like, I'm so mad. No. I'm never going to get over this. I couldn't get over the fact that they got pulled over. Not pulled over. They got a flat and stopped on the side of the road. And a cop came to, like, make sure they were okay. And they were like, we need a new car. We're done for. You didn't do any crimes yet. I mean, you drove in tax. 
right. under the influence. But that's it. A DUI is a lot different than first degree murder. Yeah. The death sentence almost. Did he get charged for first degree or second degree? Do you know? Ooh. Did I write it down? It's okay if you don't. Um, Because I... That's also another thing because the girls got charged with third degree. Yeah. Which is a... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I get them always, I always get them switched up, but that's when you know that someone is planning murder. Yeah. And you let them. And they, they charged him with, um, they do charge it as premeditated, whichever. So first degree. Yeah, because Howard kind of comes out and says, Rod was in there to do something. Which is fair. He did. So Howard kind of gets him put onto so the the premeditated murder so we know it's premeditated why because he'd been hearing for months that she was being abused yeah because she was telling him because she opened the door to her house and let him walk in with a weapon no she deserves jail time (laughs) she deserves third degree murder yeah why at the very and that's pushing it because i would also argue that that's second degree murder because she's using... She let them in. She's using somebody else as a weapon. That's crazy. Crazy. The whole story is crazy. That's why I didn't know how to give hints. I was like, if Mac knows what this is, the hints give it away. I also want to play Vampire Masquerade. I do too. Maybe Not a for this. less because of this. No, but, yeah. um, no one can be in that clan. I always wanted to play that. And that's how I found... Like, I didn't find it for that one. But then I heard that they were playing vampire masquerade and it's like oh yeah gotta talk about this because that game is still incredibly popular oh yeah just like dungeons and dragons goes through like phases of people like highs and lows like we've been talking about that game is still very much around people still there's a very big scene for that game even still because it's the mechanics are simple yeah it's very easy you it it relies a lot on the role playing yeah so a lot of people get really into it because you really play into your character Yeah, because there's not combat or there is combat mechanics but it's a lot more easy because from what i understand it's more like you have to you have to do certain things to stay alive yeah. as opposed to, like... You're going on quests for, to like, To kill survival. a goblin. Like, no, it's not that. Yeah, you're not being ambushed on a trail. You're going out and, like, hunting dinner. Yeah. It, um... So, yeah. It's a it's a very popular game still. I... I also want to play it just to, like, look at more parallels. See what else, like, Rod was stealing from that game. Because if the broken glass is from that game... That's crazy. He really was, like, leaving his mark as a vampire. Because they would leave that at their scenes of their feedings or whatever you call a vampire. I'm Drinking someone's blood. I'm still stuck on Heather getting no jail time. I'm still, like, replaying that in my head. Like, yeah, she really got away with that. No. (laughs) No. Imagine her sister, too. To know Heather let those people in. But you know Heather has fed her something. Yeah. They made me do it. They made me do it. And you know she's going to believe it because what's the alternative? Yeah, she has to believe her sister tried to become a vampire and got their parents killed. No, yeah. Like, the alternative is she let them in. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to believe that. No one wants to believe that. No jail time. None? <laughs> Not even, like, parole? No. I can't. I I think it's also just because I've seen people get jail time for less. Yeah. Oh, much less. Much less. Like. She let people into her house with weapons to kill her parents and she got 
nothing. Anyway. Bullshit. <laughs> That's this episode. It's a long one, too. No, yeah, it's good. I also told my work I'm going to be late, so we're oh, fine. Yeah. I, I told them I'd be there at 1.30. You will be late. Oh, yeah. But they just texted me back, and said, it's fine. And I was trying to go fast. It's my... There was just so much that happened. No, so. yeah. I... No jail time? None. None. How rough. Do, how do I how am I supposed to be okay with that? Um I don't know. I've heard a great coping mechanism is to get really in to board don't. games. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> I was talking to Errol the other day, actually, because I I started listening to another D D podcast and I want I want to run a one shot. I love D D. I want to play D D. On an unrelated note from <laughs> this crime. <laughs> yeah, not because of this. I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. I also think it's so funny that Rod's mom just sold all of his stuff. No, yeah. And you know she made bank off of it. Yeah, profit. I want to <laughs> see pictures of Rod hanging from the ceiling. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. Martha Dump Truck in the flesh. Here comes the cootie squad. We should shut up, Heather. Sorry, Heather. Look who's with her. Oh, my God. The first con, the first thing was Roger Kefley. I know. I kept like accidentally clicking that when I looked it up. Show me this man. There's him with the long black hair. Oh my god! Click some pictures. I'm trying to find the ceiling. Oh, there he is, hanging upside down with his arms crossed. No, there's more zoomed out. You'd like that's the full picture someone drew. I like hate it because it's all like the the. It looks like it's from the 80s. It looks yeah. like a show. That's crime scene photo of the dad on the couch. Oh, my God. Oh, that's his mom. She's pretty. She is. He looks tweaked out. I, he. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he just was. They're, like, on the ceiling again. Yeah. Look how creepy. Oh my god. There. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, you can't see how he's attached to the ceiling, though. And that's all I want to know. That's the movie. With them standing around. Oh my god. I forgot that so I was supposed to go to the parade last night and we we ended up not going cuz it's just been like a rough week. And I told my boss that like, oh, cuz she asked me to work Friday and I was like, "No, I'm I'm going to a parade. I'm sorry." And when I just texted in our manager's group message like, "Hey, I'm going to be running a little late." She texted back, "Rough night." <laughs> cuz I was like, "No, mate. Like, no, ma'am. Sorry. I'm going to be very, very drunk." And <laughs> she was, "Yeah, she definitely thinks I'm hungover." That's not so funny. I'm not, but is it the two girls, Charity and Dana? Wait, black hair's Dana? I believe so. Charity had blonde hair, unless they dyed hair at some point. <laughs> Damn. 
Dana also looked uh, drunk. <laughs> Not drunk, drugged. They, yeah, they were on drugs. I, they're children. They look like children. That's Steven. The friend from the beginning. Oh, they look like kids. I can't, like, they're, yeah, like, they don't look, Dana was older and, like, was maybe 18. She might have been an older 17. But she looks like a kid. Like, they they look like children. They look little. Like, yeah, he, it also looks like he's on drugs, but he looks like a, a child. There's mom again. Like, he looks like someone we could have gone to high school with. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's so scary. Older. Is that him and his mom? Older? That first picture? That's not him, huh? I can't tell. I, like, can't tell. Yeah, but she does say that. I've changed. I'm not a vampire anymore. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I wonder if he's changed at all. If prison has rehabilitated him. Yeah, or like what kind of programs he's in. Yeah. Oh, is there a There's more vampire a hotel episode on it? I hate that. I would like to go there. This might be Heather. Yeah, this is Heather. Heather after she's she, a vampire. She looks fake. Do you see, like, the change, though? She just changed into, like, edgier clothes. No, she looks fake. Slicked her hair back. I'm gonna stand by that. That is... No, that's not cool. You can't allow someone to kill your parents and then get away with it. And I stand by that. And if you disagree, let me know in the Discord. We can have a healthy debate about it. Anyway, um, these pictures will be in the Discord. Yes. Maybe. In like two months. <laughs> we are so behind. Yeah. At all times. Oh, yeah. Woo. Morning podcast. It's not the morning anymore. It's the afternoon. Yeah. And I'm about to go to work all night. Have fun. Won't. I'm gonna go. I'm so sleepy. Home? Gotta wake Adam up. Just sleep on your couch. Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> and then go back to school. No. And then we're gonna do another episode on Monday. Mm hmm. Oh, I took those weekends off, by the way, for the. Oh, yeah, I meant to say I, those look fine. Yeah, I took them off. Um, okay. I'm about well, to fall asleep. Goodbye, podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Talk to us in Discord. Oh, yeah. Follow us on TikTok. More people have been joining our Discord. Follow us on Discord on Tell TikTok. me. That's what I asked at the beginning. Tell me how, what my accent sounds like <laughs> to you on Discord. Leave us iTunes reviews. Like, leave little, like, notes. Just be like, when you said this word, it hurt my soul because of how you said it. <laughs> Just, I want to know. I want to know what I'm doing. I think the most obvious one is other places say New Orleans. Uh, yeah, I was going to say we say New Orleans funny to everyone. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's where we from say here. it right. We say <laughs> it right. New Orleans. But not New I saw Orleans. somebody. New Orleans. To... Yeah, excuse no, that's me. A fucking fake word. <laughs> New Orleans. Okay. It's not right. But I saw someone talking about how uh, the New Orleans accent is like closest to the 
closest to a New York slash New Jersey accent. That's so funny. Which is interesting to me. we're so far. No, yeah. But it was something about, I don't even know. I think the A's maybe. Yeah. Because technically we would say it New Orleans. New Orleans. Like, it's, <laughs> like that sounds like we're from New, New York. Orleans. New Orleans. That is funny. That's a good point. I never thought I about that. I also hear people say Nolans. Yeah. Or Nola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nola. Um, leave us iTunes reviews. Oh, yeah. Those are always fun to find. not negative ones. I mean, if you don't like it, though. I mean, if you hate the podcast, you hate the podcast. And I can't yeah, I won't, stop you. You know, we have our own opinions. But we usually shout out the iTunes reviews. So if you leave one, join the Discord. Let us know you left it. We'll read it. We'll talk about it on air. Like, we're pretty good with um, keeping up with our iTunes reviews. Follow us on Instagram. We have not posted in a while. So we gotta do. <laughs> but we will soon. Uh, promise. We do stories. Yeah, we do stories every time an episode comes out. It's just not. We haven't been posting a lot of pictures, but we will. Um, we're, we have plans for TikTok. So if you aren't on TikTok, get on TikTok. <laughs> pretty fun we're having a good time but yeah i think we're ready to say good night goodbye good afternoon good morning happy dinner lunch breakfast have a good life (laughs) yeah enjoy enjoy your time this week yeah we live wednesday to wednesday here on this podcast but uh (gasps) goodbye goodbye